Hi, I'm Jack the DM, and thanks for choosing the Slice and Dice podcast. Now, over to me. Good evening, good morrow, and good day, and welcome to another edition of Slice and Dice here with the Manylands campaign. We're into session 41, and a lot of stuff happened last time. Hello, guys. Uh, welcome to tonight's stream. Hello. Hello. So, before we jump in with, uh, with tonight's uh, interesting session, um, did anyone have any points of order, any announcements before we start? Any of you guys there? Open to the floor. Nope, you guys are good. Okay, okay. I do. Uh, well, I do have one, um, which is completely unrelated uh, to uh, two slice and dice, but not completely unrelated if you are a sort of fantasy animation kind of fan. Um, so there's a couple of projects that I've been working on, um, and uh, one has had its latest release of, uh, of an episode. It's uh, a, a animated series called Songbird, which is out on YouTube. Uh, episode five, dro- uh, sorry, episode six. So I'm so sorry. Uh, dropped yesterday, I believe. So that's all, all up, ready to go. And uh, that's basically it's basically like a, um, I'd say, kind of a romance book thriller, I guess. Um, and I play a particularly suspicious character at this point, the uh, the ex boyfriend uh, called Kevin, which uh, has been a lot of fun to play. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of insidious stuff going on there, lots of worrying things. You just get a sense of something's not quite right, but you're not sure what. So if you want that kind of intrigue, then uh, definitely go check that out. Uh, and also, I'll probably have more on this next week. But if you're interested in fantasy, such as like uh, we have here on the stream, then uh, I would also recommend from the same uh, YouTube channel, that's Rainstorm Productions. They've got um, uh, episode two of Changing Tides, which is a fantasy series. Um, kind of a swashbuckling uh, adventure uh, that's dropping I think next week uh, but I'll keep you updated on that on episode 2 but episode 1 to tickle your fancy is up on that uh, channel as well go check it out uh, get a get a nice role in that one doing a, a bit of a, a northern accent for that one so uh, you guys can be like well this is just really, oh, this terrible accent and you can just you know <laughs> enjoy, enjoy that but there's some fantastic voice talent uh besides me let's avoid me in, in, entire, entirely but everyone else in there is really good so go check it out um as i said that's rainstorm productions couple of releases uh on there that i would recommend not because i'm in it but because it's good yeah not that that's mutually exclusive okay shameless <laughs> plug out shameless of the way <laughs> let's uh i th- i think without any further ado ladies and gentlemen let's drop in with tonight's episode here on slice and dice
And we are back. Uh, so, guys, last time uh, here in the Midlands campaign, um, some very interesting goings on. Obviously, following uh, this big old encounter with Damon, uh, the uh, head of the Red Mages camped out in the abandoned uh, dwarven fort of Korak uh, and nemesis of Nerus, it seems. Uh, after following that battle in which you managed to uh, destroy all of his uh, followers and also the undead that they threw at you, uh, but Damon himself managed to escape and in doing so caused a cave-in because uh, with his magical bullshit, as uh, Bart put it uh, <laughs> in an earlier episode, <laughs> bamfed out of there, uh, causing uh, this uh, collapse in the chamber that you were in. You managed to get out, but unfortunately, uh, Leobrin couldn't keep up as he, as the rest of you sprinted out of the corridor and got buried under rubble and knocked unconscious. Things were looking a bit dicey, pun intended, as you guys uh, started to try and dig him out as quickly as possible with Neris using her new uh, alter self spell again to great effect to this time create mole hands to help dig your way through. Uh, all of the uh, all of the rubble and fleeting look coming into his own uh, with his new ability with uh, his Warhammer Fair Storm the throne property and the summoning ability of it to shove massive rocks out of the way by tying uh, tying string to rocks and to the, the hammer it was it was genius it was ludicrous it was very fleeting look so yeah <laughs> fair enough give you that anyway you guys uh, as you were digging your way through with Malar holding up the uh, the doorway because it was that was about to collapse. Awkwardly. Leobrin himself, uh, unbeknownst to him, uh, was uh, taken away by a, uh, a fey creature working on behalf of the Spring Court, uh, known as a Boggle, uh, and was summoned to Aranth herself, who carried on the illusion that, uh, that this was a dream and that uh, none of this was real, uh, keeping Leobrin and the rest of us a bit unsure as to whether he was, uh, in fact, alive or dead at this point. Um, Lady Aranth, uh, who I, sh I should have said already, is Leo's patron and is a fay of the Spring Court. So she's a, a high-ranking in the sort of fay hierarchy uh, uh, person. And uh, <laughs> and uh, a lot was learned, I think, by, by Leo. But certainly, it probably brought up as many questions as it answered. <laughs> but Marshall will probably have to elaborate on that uh, about the goings-on for. Uh, Iranth herself, she has been uh, very concerned uh, with her powers that have uh, begun to wane, and this seems to have been something uh, that's been uh, that seems to have been triggered by Leobrin, for he, as a warlock, gets his powers directly from her, and uh, this, as a result, has meant that Iranth has had to go into hiding from the rest of the Spring Court until she can find out and restore her powers. And so for that, she has summoned uh, Leobrin to her uh, to find out a bit more of what was going on there. But not only that, also to remind Leobrin that uh, the the uh, meeting that brought about his powers also resulted uh, in Aranth being with child. Uh, and it is, uh, in fact, Leobrin's child, so she says. 
Um, she has she has told him that she's made plans to uh, to marry uh, very quickly to another um, fae in, in either in one of the other courts or within the spring courts, just so that then when she starts to show, it will be perceived as a fae child because the fae and non-fae are not meant to mingle like that. It is forbidden in fae society, so uh, it will bring shame on herself uh, and uh, the spring court itself, meaning that she may well be exiled. And even worse still, for the Spring Court as one of the major courts of the Feywild, lots of political shenanigans, I'm sorry guys, um, that basically the Spring Court may be deposed by one of the other courts uh, and replaced as one of the major courts within the Feywild. So, you know, in order to keep their position, it's best they keep this a secret. Um, with that information dumped on Leo Brin, as well as him not really knowing exactly how this all came about or how to cor at least how to correct uh the loss of power um he was then he was then as uh, 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 the boggle creature started to uh talk uh, uh kind of started to give away this wasn't a dream after all and aranth called the meeting short and and uh sent him back on his way uh so th uh, take him back through a portal leobrin was dumped back into the into the tunnel where he was buried of course when he was brought back the party had gone the uh rubble had been cleared and all that was left in there that was maybe a sign for leobrin quite literally a sign for leobrin in fact uh was uh, some <laughs> stones that had been arranged to say leo which uh, fleeting look had contributed while the rest were digging um and then, uh, with a little bit of help from the Boggle, uh, Leobrin was summoned uh, across the uh, across the uh, the chasm within uh, Korak onto the other side with the uh, uh, with the carpet which the rest of you used uh, the flying carpet to get across the chasm, and then went on his way. The Boggle left him be and uh, went back to the Feywild, and Leobrin was then free to head back to try and follow in the party's footsteps. Meanwhile, the party have been trying to get themselves back together and trying to kind of console themselves, really, on the loss and disappearance of Leobrin, for they looked as hard as they could. They cleared the entire corridor and couldn't find any trace of him besides his uh, staff of the Rat King, which Seth then took. Anyway, each of the party dealt with, uh, with this apparent loss in their own ways, uh, Malar going uh, to the temple to pray for the Oberyn, Brukon howling at the moon, essentially. Uh, not fleeting look howling at the moon, he hasn't got lycanthropy, but you know, the, the Shawshank, there was a lot of montage in there. Brukon had a montage, Nerys got really upset, got survivor's guilt, and also uh, guilt for possibly killing her aunt, uh, or at least it was her who carried out the act, whether the intention or whatever was there, obviously not the point. Uh, and then confessing that to her uncle Brynlan, Argentia's husband, um, who, despite being told that, seemed very understanding and wanted still to help uh, Nerys, despite her pushing him away before he left for his workshop. Fleeting look, um, trying to uh, get himself back together while Steph was getting very drunk in the inn. Uh, Fleeting look stole the staff of the Rat King and then went outside and carved Leo's name again in the soil, um, hoping and then st uh, stabbing the uh, the staff into the ground by it, hoping to. Uh, uh, in some way, as a sign, maybe bring him back. There's an internal logic which the rest of us are not uh, privy to. So, as, uh, as you're all coming to terms with everything that happened, meanwhile, 
uh, as you enter, uh, or sorry, exit from Korak, Leobrin, out into the night air, what is it that you'd like to do? Um, well, as Leobrin walks away from this this location, sort of gets about 100 feet away, turns back, looks at the place where where Neris has been tortured, where there is a, a deadly rug, where there is sort of a red wizard base and all sorts of awful things have happened. Uh, and just sort of, this is this is not a good place. This is bad. This is, he thinks. Uh, and um, waves his hands about. And basically 100 foot in every direction from where the, the entrance is, uh, all of the plant life uh, grows bigger and bigger and overgrown and cast plant growth. So yes, yes. all plant life within 100 feet of that place is uh, super overgrown and costs four feet for every one foot of movement. And for uh, yes, as the rest of time. <laughs> yes, um, so you do so and uh, all the... Uh, in this area, obviously, on top of the hill, there's there's not a lot of plant life here, but certainly because of the, the range of that, you're, you're covering the entirety of the hill. Um, the grass grows unnaturally long, or starts to grow unnaturally long. And sorry, remind me of the how long it takes for the, those effects, uh, what, what time period that that's over, that they... It's instantaneous, mm-hmm. and they last... It's instantaneous, they last until people cut it down. Um, uh, just to clarify um, with plant growth um, does it say that they immediately grow much larger than usual I, I can't remember the specifics all, all normal plants in a 100 foot radius centred on the point become thick and overgrown aha a creature moving through the area must spend 4 feet of movement for every 1 foot it moves yep so gotcha. yes, effectively for a normal turn you get to move 5 foot so uh all around this cairn that you've exited out of, uh, the grass becomes unnaturally long. It starts weaving around the base of uh, the entrance to Korak, um, almost vine-like. Um, the way the thickness and the uh, and the length of the of this uh, the grass, and more so, there's uh, briary patches, shrubs, lots of sort of um, thorny uh, plants and shrubs and so on start just sprouting around this area almost entirely cutting off the uh, the entrance to Korak is just covered in shrubs uh, and uh, other thorny fauna uh, uh, but uh, even still there's a bit of your fla- uh, fae flourish in there as well some flowers are also blooming uh, in and amongst these weeds and uh, vines and so on uh, and yeah there's quite a few in the pink purple kind of persuasion now that uh, the chance of anyone ever going into there again is severely reduced. Some severely uh, impeded by all that. Yes. The Oberon is going to head onwards to then meet up with Brucon outside the pub. Yep, so uh, we cut forward um, to uh, when the Oberon arrives back in Hilburg. It takes probably with that plant growth it's going to take probably takes a couple of hours but it's long into the evening anyway when uh, Brucon is out there um, shouting and uh, g- getting going through his montage there's a, there's a load of references there's some Rocky there's some Karate Kid there's, there's all, the, all that kind of trying to punch his way through his guilt and it doesn't work as you established last time beautifully described much uh, better than, than I have done uh, Bart 
Um, anyway, um, as he kind of sh- uh, howls uh, on his knees and sort of st- uh, lies prostrate on the ground, uh, eventually looks up, and there's Leobrin walking through the gates uh, into Hilberg. Uh, fleeting look also um, is there as so he's placed the staff in the ground and just starting to walk away when you turn back and see him there and give that knowing look that you mentioned last time. Fleeting look with a knowing but fleeting look. <laughs> Sorry, James. So, over to you, Lee Oberyn. Um, I think we were we just walked into the pub. Yep, correct. Yeah. When he comes in, I want to just look up at him and just go, ah, oh, Neris, bad taste. Bad taste, Neris. <laughs> um... No, I... What? Neris, don't look like him. That's just that's just cruel to change back. Even with your passive perception, Leobrin, you can smell Seth from here. He is... Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's stinking drunk. Um... Seth? I... Not entirely sure about... Um, Neris's spells, but I don't think she can impersonate my voice, can she? Yeah, she can. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's going to get very confusing in the future. Um, I mean, yes, you can. Neris. Um, um, wait, I have an... Um, Leobrin will uh, pull out the mask. This is mine, not Neris's. Yes. You're... And I'm going to just pass out. <laughs> Very nice. Perfect. Slumps on the table. This... A and be like, are we doing this for everyone? Um, we can do. Actually, uh, and Bruk- it's just now occurred to Brucon that um, people looking like um, (laughs) close friends and allies isn't necessarily a 100% reliable guide to them actually being um, uh, Gozala. So he's kind of um, looking uh, suspiciously at at Leobrin. The mask thing definitely um, uh, helped. Um, So he's he's kind of um, eyes, eyes narrow. Just because there's definitely not a group of assassins with these masks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, uh, when so eyes narrow. This guy makes you consider the truth. So so eyes narrow, and he t- turns to Leobrin and goes, "Um, it, it's possible. Uh, it, here's a question: If I were to say the flesh brolly incident to you, um, what would your reaction be?" Uh. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't deal with... I mean, that was quite horrible. Um, I can't cast spells, Neris. Okay, dead. good. All right, that, that's... Yeah, that, 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 is, that, that answer it satisfies Brucon that this is the real, um, the real deal, the genuine article. Um, was, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure uh, how many of the rest of the party are likely to be as inebriated as Seth, um, which I think is probably a factor here. <laughs> um, I, f- sus- I feel like we should probably try and find Malar if anyone's going to uh, be able to sort of 
um, cut through the through the the tangled knot uh, here, then it, uh, I feel like it's probably him. It's a damn certainly isn't me. Um, um, but there's no. We're on the ground floor. This is fine. Yes, says Leo, remembering that time where Mala was intending to throw Neris dressed up as someone else off a cliff edge. <laughs> Man, the precedents we have set in this campaign already are cool. Uh, uh, good times. Yeah, and um, now I can't remember from last time Jack is whether I, I, I know what what Malar is up to, but I can't remember if Brucon knows what Malar um, is up to. You know, I feel like he might not be. You don't know exactly. You know, I think Brucon, as well as most of the party, were a bit sort of into themselves introverted at that point really sort of you know not navel gazing but certainly you're more your mind was very much focused on on the grief and and the anguish you were feeling where you just were aware that Malar didn't stay in the pub he left very early um, yeah Brucon, well Brucon peeled off before that really so um yeah so Brucon you know will go gone, over actually, no you do know he's gone to bed because he would have gone through the the pub to be fair oh right okay the last thing I remembered about Malar was was um, him being at the temple, but uh, I, I haven't fully clocked that he'd, he'd done his business there. Um, okay, I guess Brucon goes up to the to a um, uh, a bar person and um, inqu- inquires about um, rooms. Yeah, I mean, uh, at this time, uh, probably the easiest would be the the barmaid who's been uh, serving you um, at the table. Oh, oh hello. Um... It's a flick. Uh, sorry, she's a uh, a brass dragonborn. Uh, she seems to constantly be in a hurry. So, oh, uh, hi. Uh, can I? Um, uh, how can I help? Oh, we're just um, looking to find a room to stay for the night. Oh, oh, ah, uh, well, uh, I mean, I I don't normally deal with this, uh, but I can. Uh, mm, I think Sander's gone to gone to bed. It's quite late. Um, I'll I'll see what I can do. Uh, and she just kind of whips round. Uh, behind the bar disappears sort of uh, disappears for a moment uh, behind the bar for reappearing uh, um sure yes um uh, uh, let me just look at the book um okay we have uh, 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 the uh, okay so the 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 Albert room has been oh the, sorry that's been taken uh, yeah uh, the uh, we've got the wolf room uh, the mountain lion this was a themed in <laughs> Um, uh, we have uh, the sheep and the eagle Uh, uh, I I heard somebody running around upstairs um, in one of those rooms I haven't been up to check yet um, but I think they're still up there it was a a, um, a young a young elven lady um, went up that way yeah uh, she looked she looked pretty angry I I didn't want to get involved (laughs) yeah that was that was definitely um, a solid deduction on your part Um, Okay, well, uh, we'd, me and my companion here would each like to um, uh, take take a room if that's uh, all right. Um, oh, I, I, yeah, of course. Um, uh, sorry, I, I don't normally do this. I'm not sure I'm entirely allowed, but um, uh, yeah, th- that's fine. Uh, let's see, uh, how much are they? Uh, three, uh, three gold pieces, please, for the room. Oh, uh, certainly. And Brickham hands over. Did you have a, a preference on, on rooms, uh, sir? Uh, sheep are nice. The sheep room, They're of fluff. course. Yes. Uh, sort uh, of fluff, fluffy, warm, comfortable. Gives you the key with the wool fob uh, attached to it. 
uh, and uh, and and for you, sir, that's a, a three gold pieces for the other for the other room. So, did, did you have a preference at all? Um, no. Uh, whichever. Uh, uh, lucky dip. Lucky. Uh, oh. Uh, okay. Um. Hmm. Uh. And she just lays all the keys out for a moment. Hmm. Uh. And does eeny, meeny, miny, moe, and I rolled a four. So uh, she picks uh, picks up ah the wolf room. There you go. Ah, oh, thank you very much. That's um, yes, wonderful. Um, Three gold pieces, please. Yes, uh, hand, hand, ah, thank you. Uh, hey, okay, okay. Uh, well, uh, enjoy enjoy your stay. Um, and um, I mean, we serve breakfast pretty much. Uh, when, whenever you're ready, really. So, because I appreciate it. it's quite early in the morning now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, just when you're ready, come down and order. Uh, if you need anything else, uh, I'll. I'm around. I, I think. Um, no, Ness has gone for the evening. Um, Slander's around. Um, I mean, he's asleep at the moment, but you know. Anyway, somebody will hand. Basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you very much. And um, yes. Uh, the other two in the bar, I'm sure they'll take care of themselves. Okay, no problem. I will, um... Oh, your friend looks a little, um... Out for the count. Uh... No, that's just his normal skin colour. It's fine. No, 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 he's... he's, he's of... No, 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 I, oh, I didn't mean anything like that. No, no, uh... He's he's passed out on on, on the table. Yes, that, that's, that's also very normal. Um, just, uh, put him... Sort of tidy him over to one side. It'll be fine. Maybe throw a, we throw a bucket of cold water over him uh, in, in the morning if, if need be. I, I, I don't really want to get him in, in trouble, but would you? Would you? No, it's fine, honestly. It's fine. Would, would, would you mind just 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 um just moving? Oh, you want me to sort of nudge him over? Okay, that's, that's yeah, absolutely fine. Brucon, yes. And Brucon goes over and kind of um, folds Seth up a little bit, and then sort of posts him <laughs> into a into a the comfiest looking corner available. Yep, you do so. And then, and then he'll like he hasn't got um, like if, if there's something vaguely pillow-like um, on offer, uh, he'll kind of do that and like a little kind of roll and go there you go. Um, like he's 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 he's, he's not uh, insensitive to to Seth's comfort. He's also just not <laughs> he's he's not willing to appoint himself as Seth's carer. Yeah, that is yet. That's just fleeting stuff. Getting the right balance. <laughs> yeah, it is fleeting. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to, don't want to um, muscle in on um, on fleeting's territory here. Very much about the balance, um, yeah. the, the party balance. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We all have. We all have our own. Put me in a room with a lock away from fleeting, please, please. <laughs> okay, so the two of you, um, I have your keys, so you're welcome to retire whenever you would like. Yeah, um, uh, Brucon, Brucon's um, uh, sort of turns back to Leo and goes. Uh, at some point, we're probably going to need to have a, uh, a, a catch-up about what what, uh, what happened in there. But uh, just to say, uh, it's very good to have you back uh, safe and sound. Sleep well. And then Brickon toddles up the wooden hills to bed for Jack. Uh, so you head on up. Leo Brin, what are you doing? Uh, also heads up to the wolf room. Okay. Yeah. It is late and he's had a long day. It is late had a long, indeed. long day. Very long day. <laughs> You've all had a very long day, and I think uh, as uh, as you two, um, being that you're you're relatively sober, Leobrin completely sober, as you start heading up the stairs, it's really then that it starts hitting you. Now that you have a moment to relax, that the muscles start to ache, the uh, 
tiredness starts to, to seep into your vision, um, yeah, you're really feeling the weight now of the, of the day that you've just had. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, Fleeting Look, what are you uh, up to? As you're still awake. Dan? Fine, skip him. He'll he'll do something to Seth. Skip, skip, go to someone else. I can't, I can't Fla- hear you, Dan. Flash to morning. Ah, uh, no, we cannot hear it now. Hang on one second. Can't, uh, can't hear you. Fine, flash to morning. Long rest. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we will jump back to you when you're... Nah, nah, we don't need to. It's nadder at the moment. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so... With that out of the way, as Fleeting Look gets on with whatever he gets up to overnight, we'll skip ahead to the morning. We will circle back to Fleeting Look uh, when he's uh, when his sound's working again. Slash, I've got uh, messages about it. Uh, but anyway, so overnight, um, a disturbed sleep for some. Um, I, <laughs> when... Um, uh, fortunately, um, you don't actually, um, Brucon and Leobrin don't actually come across Neris um, when you go upstairs. She must have been in one of the other rooms, so that's that's convenient. Um, but overnight, um, for most of you, it's uh, a bit of a fevered sleep. It's, um, I think, the uh, the events and the ramifications going forward weigh heavy on your minds to do with Damon, the Red Mages. And of course, uh, the the uh, bone dagger that was mentioned, and the fact that this could be uh, um, the same one you saw above the bar in Flaming Jacks, that's at the front of your mind. For Malar, there's also the confusion about um, the uh, Lady Helene Grenforth, that statue that's still there in the temple. That it's just a reminder as you walk back in there, wondering. I need to remembering. I need to sort that. <laughs> the conscience really is playing on you in your sleep. For um, Seth, it's wondering, when am I going to get my money for the, you know, for those basilisk parts? It's been a long time. Like, what's going on here? Um, but that's mixed with a lot of uh, joviality and uh, drunken fantasies, um, which we won't go into any detail of right now. Lots of seafaring stuff. But uh, Leobrin, it's uh, still feeling a bit mind-boggled after everything that happened uh, in Korak and then talking to Aranth. Remembering your tome comes to mind, the uh, vine-wrapped tome that you were given, um, apparently from Iran, that was delivered to you some time ago. And uh, remembering that uh, there is, that this was a, a magical arcane tome that you, it seems to follow you throughout your dream. But then it is accompanied by a second book. And this one is the one that you picked up uh, in the lair of the Froglodite, the one that's its last entry said, the, uh, the hunger, the hunger, I'm so cursed. Um, in, not in that order. And remembering the rest of it that is, seems to be written in some kind of cipher. And wondering what, what the connection is there. And as, the, and as those two books um, seem to coalesce in your mind, it's almost like it pans backwards your vision and you see that they are contained within a crystal ball the same crystal ball that you also picked up that uh, came out of the froglodyte's uh, mouth when it died 
yeah, it's, it's just adding more confusion, basically, the Oberyn. It's <laughs> just more things. What 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 does this all mean? And trying to pick piece that all together. For Brucon, it's the uh, it's the balance. Not in the your teachings in the monastery about the balance very much were very much black and white good and bad it, it, there was a, a diametric kind of uh, relationship there and there was it was very clear cut and it seems that now the more that you've adventured the more that you've uh, the more that you have hung around with this group of individuals the more that you've started to notice the shades of grey that creep in to your moral philosophy um in fact, your vision in the in the dream turns to grey, and again, it kind of pans out, and you see a mountain before you. But there is a set of scales on top of the mountain that seem to pivot like a seesaw, in the same way as the balance is like a seesaw in the analogy you gave Malar oh so long ago. Daenerys, what haunts you? Theology with Brucon. <laughs> Theology. <laughs> yes, Daenerys. It's um. At first, it is a cleansing fire that you see. It is a rage-filled, deep red fire. You see Damon's face within the fire, and you wish that, yes, it was his face that was burning. And then, as it intensifies, it becomes a bright white fire. It's intense even more so, but it no longer its no longer seems to be rage that's filling you. It seems to be more a, a, a calmness, like you're in the eye of the hurricane as this fire just envelops that vision and then suddenly it's put out and again as the darkness and smoke clears that face you saw once before that of the red dragon appears before you this great being similar to the ones you've seen in murals and uh, so on on your travels it's a truly haunting image for you but somehow looking into its eyes it's your face you see back. Do I get to morph into a dragon? <laughs> <laughs> I wanna... <laughs> Interpret this how you want to. <laughs> I mean... It's dragon <sighs> time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. I'm sorry. I just couldn't help it. It's like, do I get to ride it? Oh, my God. Do I have to be... Do I get to be it? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, uh, and and, and uh, one of our stream chats, uh, Bart just wrote, to do for Neris, become Red Dragon. Just yes. Seen that. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. no. A reaction like that, it's just like, yes, okay, so now we know this is another thing that's on the to do list. <laughs> there's, a lot of murder on, there's a lot of murder on the to do list, but there are some other things as well, and <laughs> Red Dragon is definitely one of them. And finally, for fleeting look, in his in his dreams, it's uh, oh sorry uh, before it before we go any further, Sassy Siren Rain has, uh, has joined in the chat. Hello, welcome. Dropping a couple of messages. Thank thanks. So thank you you guys who are uh, who are on on it on the Streamlabs. Uh, sorry on the Twitch chat, <laughs> not the Streamlabs chat. That's where I'm streaming from on the Twitch chat and responding to stuff because I miss so much doing doing this stuff because I'm in the moment anyway. So uh, fleeting look finally. Um, got Dan in the chat right this instant. Yep. And he's back. As in he's not on... Oh, it wasn't he's back. He was gone from the Discord voice chat as well, but he has just come back, although he is he's muted. muted. But anyway, finally, Fleeting Look has a, has a little dream. 
um, which it, it seems a, it, it, what's uh, if the rest of you could see a window into Fleeting's mind you'd be well I don't think you'd be surprised by the fact that you're going to be surprised um, his dream basically is just the same as reality it's just the it's just all of you just walking together just on your travels him and uh, Seth arm in arm um, <laughs> and um, Seth looks particularly pleased with himself because he has a fancy new hat on and Fleeting feels very pleased with himself as it's the hat that he ordered and it is everything that he wished it would be for Seth. And yeah, they're just merrily skipping along and then, and then, and then the sky darkens and Fleeting Look looks at his own hands and the hammer disappears and what he sees now, his, his hands start turning into claws, hair sprouting off of them, and he feels himself becoming the werewolf again. And wakes, and Fleeting Look wakes up in shivers and a cold sweat as he hangs from the ceiling of the room that he's in. And wakes up especially early. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bart's just posted a picture, a screen grab of James. That's very funny. I'm going to just share these on socials later just so everyone knows what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, so with that anyway, um, hopefully. Um, Dan Fleeting picked up on uh, on that. If not, we'll have to we'll catch him up on that later. But anyway, for the rest of you, you wake up in the morning. You're free to do whatever you want to do. So let's first go to Malar. Um, Malar will wake up. Uh, he will spend sort of 20 minutes, half an hour in prayer i.e. switching out his spells. Uh, and then we'll go downstairs for a simple breakfast of and, and await uh, the rest yeah. of the party. Am Can I it... still there when you come down? Well, that's a very good question, Seth. Uh, sorry, James. Um, <laughs> as, um, so yes, and he is, actually. As you go down Malar, you notice on your left the table that, you, uh, you, that your party were sitting at for most of the evening. Um... It looks like it's been tidied. It's uh, the. Uh, it looks like it's it's had a had a quick once over with. Uh, it's had a you know a wash of some kind. Um, what hasn't had a wash is Seth, who is uh, still slumped in the corner, um, just uh, on the edge of one of the benches there. Um, on the opposite side of the not- room, Slander Bouvier waves over over to you. Oh, uh, good morning. It's good to see you. Oh. Uh... Good morning, uh, sir. Is this guy a, a bar person or just a person? Uh, so Slander Bewview is the proprietor of the inn that you've met him before. Uh, he's uh, bar people are people too, Dan. He he is the barkeeper. Yes, he. Um, you know what I mean? He's, he's quite he's quite um, a welcoming chap. Quite quite heavy set. Got a bit of a paunch going on. He seems well meaning though. Oh, uh, good morning, sir. I. Uh breakfast please just uh fruit uh could i get a uh glass or a pint of water and uh perhaps a larger flagon for my friend one of seth well yes uh, there's a there's the uh, water barrel on the side of the bar i could give you a jug and you could go over there if you want to fill it up yourself oh, i would uh thank you i would have that uh oh um 
your um <clears throat> the so the barmaids from uh, last night she uh, may have charged your friends for rooms and already said that you got your room for free so if you wouldn't mind uh, reimbursing them when you see them or trust you you seem like a man of the cloth whereas uh, the um your friend over oh, there uh, seems a bit more suspicious like so uh, there's six gold pieces here if you wouldn't mind giving them back oh uh, you're Key, sir. Thank you. I will uh, endeavour to do this. Um, the breakfast and the jug. Oh, yeah, I'll bring the breakfast over. Um, here's your jug. Uh, Mallard takes the jug. I assume he has a glass as well. Gets himself a water. Fills the rest of the jug up. Just goes and sort of goes to the table with Seth. Puts the jug Seth in front of Seth, even though he's not awake. And then just sort of sits down, not exactly opposite, but just off to one side, uh, on the other side of the table, and just wait for his food and breakfast. Sure. And um, so, the uh, I should should note um, rather than glass, um, the the jug, the cups, they're all clay, but they're all very well made. Um, so you can just okay. like yeah, place it down a bit hardier than glass. But yes, it, well crafted, and you wait there for your breakfast uh, while you're vessel, waiting. Yeah. Let's. Uh, I think next up on the on the list of people to wake up early, Brucon. Over to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So Brucon will um, rise slightly earlier um, than normal and do a uh, a med- do a meditate, which is now how uh, I exclusively will refer to the process. Meditate. Seeking oneness with the universe. Doing a meditate um, and reflect on the the kind of um, the the strange twisty moral maze in which he has managed to find himself, um, and uh, the the kind of overriding theme is like I became a monk to get away from this shit, <laughs> um, but he's uh, sort of starting to realise that actually um, being in the world means inevitably being um, exposed to this shit. Uh, so he'll give that some pondering for a while and then um, get his stuff together and toddle downstairs for doing a lot of toddling right now. Uh, he's going to come downstairs and uh, ask for something to eat and an, uh, the, whatever the many lands equivalent of an Irish coffee is. As <laughs> um, you come down and uh, place the order with, with Slander, he kind of looks at you for a moment. Um, it's not... Um... I mean, I could, um, I've got some rum, I could put that in, in your, um, got some, yeah, we've got some, uh, some coffee, yeah, it's fine, um. Perfect. Uh, Make it yeah. so, number one. Well, it's, it's seen a lot of demand for coffee in the last couple of years, uh, it's been an export from, uh, from ISK, but it's not something that we've, uh, we've had very often here, but apparently it's all the rage in the crow fly, so, yeah, it's prattles on as he uh, as he prepares the coffee for you uh and he gives you a, a a healthy measurement of rum drops it in the coffee as well slides it over to you uh, again in this very ornate looking this time a uh, clay uh, so not porcelain in this case it is a clay uh, cup slides it over to you um so um uh oh you know what i'll include it in the room because you guys uh, oh i uh, gave your gold back to um to uh, the uh, to, to Mr. Shade Creek, because um, uh, the, the the barmaid didn't know he'd given you the rooms for free, so I was just reimbursing you like. 
Was that that was Brucal that was addressed out, was it? Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of things oh. going on. No, sorry. It, uh, it, it wasn't. Um, I, I was being. Um, obviously, obviously another strange noise it thing. Your, it wasn't your. But yeah, someone's doing some gardening or something um, around here. But it's not a crying infant, so progress. Um, anyway, <laughs> I live directly under a family with a very young baby. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, Brucon kind of goes. Oh yes. Um, sorry, I'm still still adjusting to this paying for things. Uh, Routine. Um, long story. Anyway, uh, yes. Well, um, well. Thank you very much for your honesty. I, uh, I appreciate it very much. No, it's not at all. It's, uh, we're honoured to have you, uh, uh, you, you guys, as uh, um, patrons here at uh, the Trickle Inn. Um, uh, we've heard w- what uh, you guys were, were doing with the, the werewolf stuff, and um, yeah, uh, yeah. One of those dwarfs got killed in, here in the town. We all knew that you guys were the ones that uh, dealt with it. So you know. Thanks, basically. Oh, uh, well, well, you're extremely welcome. Now, about that rum. Coffee. Oh, Coffee and rum. No, it's right here. Here you go. Um, Fantastic. Sure, Thank you so much. sure you don't want any food or nothing? Um, some food would be good, I suppose. All right. I see his, his lips and takes a generous portion. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll bring some over. Just um, just give us five minutes, and we'll bring it over. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, heads on over to join Malar. And uh, as you uh, as you head over to the table, you see coming down the stairs, it's none other than Neris. We haven't had anything from today. Hey, so Neris, tell us. <laughs> it is I. So we can rewind time a little bit for you. So what are you doing when you get up? Am I a dragon yet, though? No, unfortunately, not a dragon. As you wake up, you see that you're still in your... You have your elf-like limbs. Um, okay, okay. I'm going to wait because I'm going to be... Neris is very hungover right now. Not she's not feeling great. Mm. But after that dream, she's going to go... Just start looking at her hands like... Like patting... Like... Oh, fine... Because she kind of wanted, I'm just trying, I'm, I'm putting that idea into the character now that she kind of thought it would be cool if she was a dragon. Yeah. Partly because then <laughs> killing Damien mercilessly would be so much easier. Mm-hmm. You know, because the troubles would just be done. But, That's true. You know. Melt him. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So after that initial shock, she, then, you know, how you have like the, the like slightly delayed onset of like, oh God, I don't mm. feel good. You're, and of, you're, it's, it's compounded by the fact that you're quite achy because you basically spent the evening slumped up against a wall. Um, yes, on the ground bed. against the wall. Yes, yes, absolutely. So <clears throat> she doesn't feel great. So she sort of slowly picks herself up and just kind of starts lurching down the stairs. She looks around and she's like, is this my room? Uh, might as well have been my room. Gets up and starts lurching down and just thinks, think, need just coffee and water and quietude and just is very delicate right now you know just not me so she's just lurching downstairs very slowly probably looks paler than she has before and lurches over to to the bar and is like coffee water and no questions oh uh, w- w- uh 
Well, um, all, all right. Um, it, your um, is a cup and your, uh, water barrels over there. Um, coffee, just be a minute. You know, it's it's really popular. You know, um, it's uh, it's it shipped over from Isk originally. Um, apparently, it's been quite a storm in uh, in the crow flies, though. I swear by. That's it. enough talking, please. No, oh. no talking oh. bad. Uh, 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 apologies. I just, you know. Um, <clears throat> Thank you. So she just goes. She just goes to sit where, in the vicinity of where the others are. She acknowledges them and then uh, is going to use mage hand to get a glass of water over. That's basically okay. she wants to use her mage hand. So not even the effort of having to walk to the barrel and back. She wants to use mage hand. Just be like here. And then when the coffee's ready, same thing. Like, the hand literally waits yeah. on uh, at the bar, like, kind of, like, tapping its fingers. And as you're, uh, as you're, um, using your, uh, magical gifts, uh, to mean you put in as minimal effort as possible in retrieving mm. your drinks, uh, Leobrin, uh, you are awake. And what would you like to do as you wake up? Just, just to quickly jump in, so, uh, just before, um, Marshall takes over... Um, so Brucon sees. So presumably Neris is coming joining. So it's, it's Brucon, Neris, and Alar um, in and, the and so, an unconscious Seth. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of, of, of people currently <laughs> conscious. Um, so so Brucon uh, kind of. Oh. Uh, I just thought I'd quickly say that uh, I forgot about the unconscious Seth, and so Neris just like is gonna just glance over like there, just kind of look up, and then just like <sighs> to be that guy right now. No, I feel I feel him. I feel him right now. Like he's he's in for a rough rough okay. start. So so as Nose comes and sits down, Brucon goes, Good morning. Um I can see you're a little delicate right now, but um that being the case, I'm just going to um give you a little bit of warning. Um something interesting happened last night. You might want to prepare yourself for fewer words, more information. I don't Uh it's it's fine. You you focus on feeling better. Thank you. Uh, I would like to uh, know what the um, situation was last night. I see. It'll. Uh, I, I feel like it. I feel like it'll all, all will become clear fairly shortly. Okay. Um, just before we switch at this point, I'm just going to try a very hard re- um, reset with the, my, my Skype stuff. But carry on, um, Nair. It's what you're going to say because we can still hear uh, this. I was just going to say, it's just going to slump onto the desk. Uh, at the desk, at, onto the table at this point, just like, I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> so just doing like a, like a, like a dry heave, just like, <gasps> oh, no. No. Oh. no. <laughs> no. M- M- Ms. Neris, uh, if you really are that uh, unwell, I can remedy the situation. Yes, please. Malar will reach across and tap Neris and bop a lesser restoration on it. Should yeah. resolve the um, poison effect. Yeah. Yeah, that would uh, that would remove your your hangover. Um, I think we had a discussion <laughs> about this over the last week, actually, didn't we? With, with drunk condition. <laughs> like, yeah, lesser restoration. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Poison condition. It makes sense. Um, so yeah, uh, with that, you feel rejuvenated, Neris. So feel more alert. It's it's almost like you've taken no. pre-workout. You're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Ah, ah. And then she just kind of looks at herself. She gets up and she just like does a big bear hug on Malar. It's just like a huge thank you. 
<laughs> oh, Ms. Neris. Hmm. He sort of hugs her back. Pat, pat. With hmm. elephant paw. I mean, what's that? What, <laughs> what is the exact height difference between Malara and Neris? Out of interest. About yeah, two and something feet. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so, there, there. <laughs> <laughs> I think like her, the top of her head is about chest height for Malar. It's perfect but, trunk height, really, yeah. that he can just. Yeah, yeah, trunk pat. <laughs> and she's just kind of like weirded out by the. <laughs> But it's all fine. It's all fine. And then she returns to her coffee and water. All right. Um, Okay, so uh, next up then, uh, Leobrin, what are you doing when you wake up this morning? Um, We'll go about his morning morning ablutions. And uh, yes, sort of pick up the mask, look at it, sort of hold his ear next to it for a bit, like Hello? Um, you're going in my bag for, t- for, for the moment. Um, we'll pack that away. Uh, and then, yes, slowly pick up everything else, get set, and head downstairs. All right. Start heading downstairs. Your bag's starting to, to jingle a little bit with all of the interesting items you <laughs> now have in there. Um, and as you head downstairs, you can see most of the, uh, the party to one side at the table. They haven't noticed you yet, as you haven't got to the bottom of the stairs. But, uh, um, yes, they're all to one side of the table. Seth is exactly where you guys left him. <laughs> uh, no fleeting look yet. Uh, he hasn't, hasn't woken up yet. But, uh, anyway, over to you. Uh, what would you like to do? Morning! Oh... Malar stands up. <laughs> what is this? Uh, identify yourself. Um, there swings around. I thought we told the Doppler to get away and just like prepares like a fiery hand. Oh, goodness, <laughs> doppelganger. <laughs> At this point, jumps up and, and goes in between and goes, Oh, this joke has gone horribly wrong. Uh, no, it's, it's Leo. Honestly, it's, it really is. Leo, show Leo uh, the flesh brolly incident. Do do the thing. Uh, the flesh brolly incident where Neris died. That one. Uh, if we've had uh, two flesh brolly incidents, then that's really disconcerting. I'm just ch- just checking because you asked me about it last night, and so I'm just checking that wasn't another thing we're referencing. No, it's ju- it's just it's the, the it's it's how I know you're you. Apparently, okay. Seth told me to touch Neris's body with a flesh blurry on top of it and then I lost my magic and um other things and then <laughs> and then you so... came out of the cave after you'd stabbed yourself and did you had like a then uh we did more things yeah see it's him it's a medieval miracle as he says that, like, Nurse's like, head just, like, drops, obviously not on fire anymore, and just goes, like... <laughs> like... How? What the... How? Just how? Malar will, Malar will walk over, give him a sniff with his trunk, assuming that all checks out, just... Oh, Mr. Leobrin. Just sort of grabs him by the shoulders, give him a little squeeze, and then 
hugs him. Ah. Um, yes. Sits down I... to Daenerys get on whatever she's doing. Um... You what? I was just... Uh, that, I figured that you might have some more questions to your... How? This... <laughs> well, she's just there waiting, like... Uh, uh, well... <laughs> so, yes, it's all a bit fuzzy. Um, I'm fairly certain it wasn't a dream, although it was insisted it was a dream at the time. Um, my... My patron stepped in. My, um... So I sort of, I, I get my magic from someone else. And... And they sort of came by and pulled me out. Oh, Mr. The Open, may I ask, uh, who you derive your magic from? Um... <laughs> a, 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 a You're a bad man. You're a bad man, Dan. You're a bad, bad man. A fae? <laughs> a, a, just you wouldn't know them. Hmm. I'm uh, not overly familiar with such a concept. I is that a god? Can't I mean kind of? They're sort of um. They're like. Somewhere between us and gods. Mr. Lilbrun, I... How long have you been dilly-dallying with this <laughs> semi-divine <laughs> person? At, at this point, Nera starts thinking about like the connection between the, the red dragon in her visions. And, and this is like, could it... Okay. Okay, that's interesting. Um... um Malar, it's fine. He's, you know, we all get our magic from somewhere. You get them from your gods, and we get it from other sources, and that's I fine. As she walks simply... over and, and mends his ruff <laughs> again. I will say this simply one like, last time. <laughs> we, you should not be dilly-dallying with people that are offering you some sort of magical abilities, unless they are <laughs> Hard fought and, and, and earned from the divine above. Anybody else is shady, but Mr. Leobrin, please that you are back. Just just be careful, please. Uh, yeah, well, I think it all worked out quite well. Uh, yeah, Marta, as Neris comes over to do the rough thing, uh, she will notice that uh, all of Leobrin's clothes have already been mending <laughs> oh, she'll come over and like almost protectively do that like look it's fine it's fine towards Malar like put one hand on on him just like and just looks at looks at Leo Burr and just kind of narrows her eyes like oh no one thing that um, also takes your attention you, somebody else mended your clothes <laughs> who is she who is she <laughs> Uh, and uh, and uh, I, I mean, I didn't know you were going to say that, but um, no, this no, might, no, this might complicate what I'm about to say now. Um, uh, you also notice when Leobrin starts talking to you about where he derives his powers from, as well as kind of blushing a little bit and you know looking a little flushed. And he, that's the opposite. He um, a, pale, a uh, pale kiss appears on his cheek. It's, uh, it's kind like... of a purplish. 
She's gonna look at it. She, basically, she's like this, and she looks at him like... How friendly are you with this patron? Yeah, when Brucon sees that, he just nods to himself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then just carries on with his coffee. Uh, what, uh, seeing Nerish, like, look at, uh, his cheek, like, Dearborn is gonna cover it. It's like, that's been there the whole time. It's just, it I mean, doesn't Malar show up serves the god, the but Leo, he serves the god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Seth, I'm uh, wow. to say that. <laughs> um, if only so... Seth just woke up, like, looking over his shoulder. <laughs> um, what <laughs> Malar will say... Jack has to put Malar the stream on a mature creep. rating now. Yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> on the discussion of um, where powers are derived from in this this entity, Manar will just append quickly. Uh, maybe don't mention Seth. Uh, I'm still not entirely sure of his conviction. What? I would say Seth. That uh, if you would like to, you could have woken up but kept your eyes closed uh, to be listening in. If you would like to do so, I would need you to make a performance check. And no, I'm, I'm good. When, you're good. You're good. When I wake, wake up, up. I'll, 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 when I wake up, I'm just going to wake up. Okay. <laughs> um, it, yeah, around this time, I think, with everyone around the table, besides Fleeting Look, you start stirring as Fleeting Look comes down the stairs. Um, so Fleeting, because uh, I think Daniel, I think, I think, can we hear you now? You... Hopefully, yes. Oh, so no. let's let's circle back then for a second. Fleeting look. What was it you wanted to do before going to bed for the evening? No, no. My, my plan's kind of off the table now, unfortunately, because Seth got left in his place. But no, it's fine. Um... Sorry, sorry, buddy. No, that's, that's okay. No, this is this is the best scenario. Um... <laughs> Where's everyone sitting at the moment? So they're all round the table. Um... Where you left. I wake up. I wake up. I wake up. <laughs> um, I'll sit next to Seth. Cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can do so. Seth is actually on the end of the bench, but you can deliberately grab a chair and move <laughs> it round to be next to him if you would like. To. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, and as you hear the chair clattering, Seth, you wake up, and the first thing you see is the smiling uh, turquoise tiefling of uh, fleeting look at your side. I'm just going to sit up. Nice and perky, and just go, oh, morning, everyone. Mr. Seth, good morning. Pleasant dreams, I suppose. Yeah, nice restful night. Are you feeling comfortable? Yeah, I mean, when, when you spend several months falling asleep completely drunk on a ship, falling asleep in the pub, it's quite relaxing. Uh, I can see how that would be. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> this group dynamic's great. I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, over the course of the next sort of uh, half an hour or so, you're served uh, breakfast. It's it's relative. I mean, you're getting it for free, so it's not uh, it's not the most uh, standout dishes in the world. We're talking porridge, basically, uh, for the morning. They're all served up. Um, and you can consume that and any uh, business you want to talk about um, probably would be an idea to, to decide what you want to do now I'd like to ask Mala something sure Mala, 
the way you contacted Nerys, could I get you to contact someone for me? Oh, I don't see why not, Mr. Seth. Who are you after me contacting? Uh, so I'm going to use Minor Illusion to pull up a picture of him, and I'm just going to say this is the person who asked me to get the contract for the Basilisk. I just wanted to inform him that we had it already, and also ask for some information. Hmm. I'm going to need a bit more information than that, Mr. Seth. What is this person's name? I. This might not work. This, uh, this could be tenuous. I typically have to have, I think, met the person I want to message. I don't know his name exactly, <laughs> but this is what Mr. he looks like. Mr. Seth. Oh, Mr. Seth. You are. Okay. Oh, okay. you took a job no from somebody you don't know their name? What's my name? Seth. Mr. Seth. <laughs> and the rest of it? Oh, well, it's, uh. Hmm. Uh. Mr. Seth, you've never told us your second name. <laughs> you've never asked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, a lot has happened in the Burn. last week and a half. Yeah. Uh, so not too Seth. bad that I don't know his name, but like I said, this is what he looks like. And if we could send him a message, it'd be very useful before we leave town and also to get some information from him in regards to some recent events. It's quite in the know of people. I will, uh, I'll try, Mr. Sir, but this, this I sense is unlikely to work. Are uh, there any limits to the message? Oh, 25 words, and, well, I typically don't. 25 words, okay. I'm going to get out a pen and paper, and I'm going to start writing some words and counting. Mm -hmm. I'm scribbling out and counting again. And I've just sent, and I'm going to pass the note over to Mala when I've finished. Sure. As, you, uh, as you're writing, you hear... Um, uh, Hear, hear, well, you hear and see uh, a lady at the bar. She's kind of slumped over, already with a glass of wine at this early hour. See, it doesn't look doesn't look great <laughs> in itself. Um, she uh, she seems um, she's freckled a face, um, quite slender build, um, wearing fairly ordinary um, uh, travelling clothes. She's doesn't look like she's particularly well off or anything but she does seem clearly quite upset as her sort of um as her uh, red locks uh are kind of a, a bit unkempt over her face and she says who cares what's in her name you know you think you know somebody and then they they just turn against you and they just they betray you in the worst possible way they just run off to the mill and go see their fancy woman I can't be dealing with it. So, Mallow, can you send? So, Mallow, can you send a message? Um, Mallow will read the note, and then Mallow will attempt to. Um, <laughs> he will pull up his amulet and start to speak it. Uh, does the spell work? Uh, so, Mallow, I need you to roll percentile dice. So, <laughs> oh, oh my! Tell me what oh. you get. Because yeah. Um, 
obviously, yeah, as you said, um, normally you need to know because you need to know the, the person normally, second-hand information, there is a possibility you're going to send this to the wrong person. Um, I rolled ten. Ten in total? Ah, uh, you yes. son of a... Okay. Use inspiration, use inspiration. <laughs> it's a percentile, Doc. Shut up. <laughs> you, uh, you send the message, but you do not receive a response. Well, uh, in that case, then, as I'm sending the message, everybody will hear the following. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is Kosef Withak. Full contract complete. At Hilberg for collection. Have additional items for payment. And information on Red Mage. And one named Damon. And then I turn to Seth. Uh, Mr. Withak, I presume? Yes, thank you for asking. Your name is Kosef. Everyone just calls Kosef. Hmm. Well, Mr. Sef, I would have appreciated that up front, but uh, I uh, appreciate your salute. Did he send a reply? Did he? You do not receive a response. Oh. <clears throat> Mr. Ah. Seth, I'm not entirely sure that that worked. So he may Maybe have sent, but he hasn't responded. Whoever, whoever you sent it to hasn't responded. Uh, if, I think typically knowing the respond. name of someone. Sorry? If he, if he heard it, he would, he would let, uh, respond if he could. Well... We'll, um, maybe we'll, we'll try again another day. Well... I'll tell you what, Mr. Seth, uh, maybe if you uh, arrange an introduction, it will work. Perhaps even knowing uh, his name will progress the matter further. <laughs> well, we've, we've, I've already sent word to him, but it will be about like uh, a month or so till we actually get here for this. Well, that is, uh, that is plenty of time to uh, wait. Uh, speaking of time and things to do... I don't to be in Hilberg for a month. Oh, mm-hmm. Mr. Seth, I think we have other places to go. Um, I have been musing upon the, uh, hmm, hmm, what is, what happened today? Um, I believe it is probably for the best to, and Ms. Neris, forgive me, we should probably at least attempt to secure, uh, what, uh, this daemon searching for. The bone dagger, I mean. I think I know where it, sounds, it is. It sounds like you're suggesting a bar hop. No, 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 no. We can. I agree. We, we'll just, we'll just go. No, Ms. Neris, that is not you talking. That is Mr. Seth. Now, come, come. Let's let us use our words. Uh, well, I think we have to. And I am heavy heart to say this. Head back to Flaming Jack. Jack has left. Jack has joined. Uh, sorry, I'm just um, trying to make sure everyone's video feeds are working so that I get occasional drops, so I just try and reset it. <clears throat> sorry, carry on. Malar has said what he wants to say. He's proposing that we go back to Flaming Jack. I think we go to Flaming Jack. We have some drinks. We kill some cockatrices. We restore your lady. And yes, then we come agreed. back tomorrow 
we get the lady back, we get paid, and do four more things so that I can make a full ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's, there's, yeah, Bart's been putting together a list. I'm sure there's more than ten. Uh, well, as as invigorated as Neris feels now, it's like, okay, let's go. What are we waiting exact, for? It's actually exactly yeah. ten. <laughs> hey! Um, at this, I mean, at some point while while the, the other stuff's been going on, uh, Leobrin will head over to Neris um, and sort of I assume we're sitting, I don't know, sit down with her and be like, um, so I'm not sure exactly how long you had this because you were a doppelganger for quite a while. Um, but I, we gave this to you. I, I think we gave it to you, you rather than doppelganger you. Um, but yes, and, and the... starts handing over the, holds out the the stuff of the Rat King. <clears throat> she looks at it. She accepts it. Um, kind of like. I need this, but not a huge fan. And she remembers that she still has nibbles. She's <laughs> like, what has my life become? <laughs> it's a moment of like, of, of self-reflection. As just looks look at like, yourself. <laughs> yeah. And it says, thank you. I still don't understand how you survived, but thank you. I'm glad you're back. I'm Glad you're back. No, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> no, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> no, you're... <laughs> Who's going to be the first person to cast an offensive spell? Place your bets, Felix. <laughs> well, only one of us has the staff of the Rat King, so. And a and a new shiny sword. Sword. Are oh, you arcane magic buddies? I am. I am quite heavily armed now. I got a staff, I got a sword, I got a bow and arrows, I got something for every daggers. <clears throat> and if not, basically carrying an armory. <laughs> yeah. So, so, sorcerer carrying the let's armory. Go this is hunt a good plan. Some, let's go hunt some cockatrices. Okay, folks. As Agreed. You, uh, as you start heading out of the inn um, and uh, start making your way towards the gate, Seth, you hear a familiar voice in your head. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, Seth. Come back to me, Seth. Uh, remember my promise. I give you power. And you save your friend. What could be this, wrong with this that? Is the, this is the medallion voice, not this is the, the response descending. Yeah, Damn this it. is the medallion <laughs> voice, unfortunately. They have. They both have very similar promises. To me, so I was yes, like... That's <laughs> true. That's true. They do. Very similar. Yeah. <laughs> sort of Constantine scenario where you're kind of playing two different malevolent people off one another in order to come out ahead. I love it. <laughs> I'm uh, sure you think fine. it's just two. <laughs> oh dear. So, anyway, with that out of the way, uh, you start heading towards the gates and um, <clears throat> immediately, um, so you notice, um, Brucon, you notice that Oddo, who's normally on gate duty, um, it currently isn't at his post on, on top of the gate. Um, uh, on, on the uh, top of the balustrade, it's actually um, uh, you recognise the uh, the blue tiefling, um, sorry, purple tiefling of uh, a scene devil blights. Um, you may remember 
is the second in command of the uh, of the garrison here in uh, Hilburg. He goes, Ah, my friends, if you're going out on the road, uh, you should look out. There is a smoke on the horizon uh, north of the Half-Light Forest. Uh, just uh, be careful. I mean, you're adventurous. I'm sure you'll be fine, but uh, just, you know, just, just, just be mindful, okay? It's not my responsibility out there, you know? Oh, well, th- thank you very much for uh, for warning us. Um, uh, just just out of curiosity, is, um, the, the, you're, you're not the usual man. Um, uh, his name's... Um, uh, Odd, Oddball, I think. Oh, um, Otto, yes, yes, Otto, uh, yeah, well, Rumble Guts, yes, yes, he's a dwarf like yourself, yes. He, uh, no, he's, uh, he, he, he is resting today. It is his day off, you know. So I've been taking on the guy, and pl- plus the smoke on the horizon needs an expert pair of eyes, and that is where I step into the fold, you know. I see. Well, if uh, next time you see um, Oddvins, or, or I'm sorry, I'm not quite sure, but uh, next anyway, next time you see him, if he asks uh, after a, a dwarf uh, roughly matching my description, tell him everything's fine, not to worry. Oddvins, I will remember that. <laughs> I think Otto could do with a new nickname. So yes, of course, I would tell him that uh, uh, Odd, uh, that, uh, that uh, sorry, that you're fine. Basically, is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Not. Yeah. That's 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 it. I, okay, I you, might, you might worry. He struck me as a as a sort of um, the, the sort of sort of chap who might uh, worry about uh, other people, and I, w- I wouldn't want that. He, he he seems like a good sort. I appreciate the kinship that you both share. I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, from one from one dwarf to another. You you wouldn't both happen to be members of uh, his face drops suddenly. Um, you can even see from up on the, up on the, uh, his uh, higher elevated position, you can see his face drop. Um, you're. You're not both members of this uh, fair fan cult, are you? Oh no, absolutely not! No, no, no. Uh, I know. Uh, Bukan kind of, um, you know, pops the threads for a moment and goes, "No, no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a devotee of the Barkfag Monastery. No, 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 no fair fan for me, absolutely okay, not." Okay, so, so if Oddbins asks, I like it. Uh, that uh, um, so. Product placement. So I will say that the the monk, uh, the 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 monk, the dwarf monk, uh, is fine, and he told, and I yeah, I will say that you told him that he is that you are fine. Fine, I can do this. It's not a problem. <laughs> Splendid. Thank you so much. Right. Uh, see you later. All um, right. Mind how you go, everybody. Yes, especially you, my uh, tiefling friend. Eh, you know, do our uh, you know, do our kind proud. Eh. Don't worry, I will. But I have already reached my friend limit. Thank you for the offer. Uh, well, I, <laughs> okay, that's not what I was... Well, anyway, uh, I seem Devil Blight has quite enough friends. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I appreciate it nonetheless. Uh, mind how you go now. Guards, open the gate, please. And uh, the gates open up before you, and you're free to continue out of Hilberg. Ooh. So, uh, heading along the road, ladies and gentlemen, on the do, way um, out. Do do I have horsey? Am I on horse? Can I grab? Oh, would you like to take horsey? horsey? You can out. take horsey if you'd like. I'm not going to trust him with strangers. It's horsey. A good adventurer never leaves a horse behind. Sure, of course you can take horsey. You're going to ride horsey? Because yes, along because next when you leave horsey behind, other adventurers steal them. You'll probably have to walk with Horsey, actually, rather than trot, because otherwise you're just going to get away from everyone very quickly. Uh, no, okay. I'll, I'll walk on Horsey. Yeah, all right. Do, 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 do. Walking along. So, as you, uh, as you were walking along, uh, along the, the road, 
the half road northwards. Uh, Do we want to take a scenic route to try and find cockatrices in the forest? Good question. Well, I I think the cockatrices can be something we do on the way back, sir. Okay, we'll do it tomorrow. So today I'm we're just walking to a pub and right Yeah, that makes sense because it is a pretty direct... The half road is pretty straight and direct for, for you, um, just going skirting the edge of the forest. So, yeah, that seems cool. Uh, so our entire day plans are go to Flaming Jacks and drink. Okay. It's a very simple day for you. It's a, a rarely, and you reflect actually in this moment that wow, this is an easy task. Unlike most of the things we've been doing recently, I'm sure fate will have a way of uh, complicating things for us. But <laughs> as you continue uh, on the road, now you guys can see ahead of you. It, it was uh, you could see it very faintly at first, and today it's it's slightly overcast. Today being the fifth of um, of Festiva, it's uh, yeah, you've. Uh, it's you know you're stuck you're just edging into autumn now um and uh as an overcast day you don't notice the smoke at first but as you continue along the road after the first couple of hours this smoke is just getting bigger and bigger it, it, clearly it's coming more into focus you know uh the smoke on the horizon is the one that Asim referred to um a little bit ominous that it's further down the road. It seems almost in line with the road that you're now following. Ah, uh, flaming Jack is on flame. It is flaming. As you um, as you look uh, down from the smoke and back onto the task at hand up the road, you can see a small figure uh, in the road um, heading in your direction. Uh, can we see who it is? You can make a perception. How check. tall are they? Uh, make a perception check. It's flaming it Jack. Work out. Obviously, this distance is going to be interesting. It's flaming. <laughs> yeah, I, almost definitely, it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be the guy, isn't it? Uh, perception is uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Wow, Brucon. Brucon, you spot um, the person heading towards Wait, you is what? a small. Why do I? What? <laughs> Mala. Why Brucon? Mala. Oh, I'm so sorry, Matt. I'm so sorry, Mallard. <laughs> Do we sound it's alike? The, it's the voice. It's because we both. It's because our in-character voice. I mean, is I think it's, really, it's right. possible. Y'all need, need to adopt the foghorn oh, leghorn thing in order to distinguish a little further. I, I, can, I can tell oh, the difference wow. in voices. I think it's because you both have it. Yeah, you have a similar register, but equally, um, you're both the wise guys. You know, wisdom is important to, to both your characters. So Wise uh, guys, eh? Wise yeah, guys. Wise guy, eh? and Mala. Uh, and actually, bada that's, bing, bada boom. Uh, Leobrin, that's very, sorry, Marshall, that's very topical, actually. Uh, and, and so the, uh, the person you can see up ahead clearly is a uh, small creature, a halfling or a gnome, perhaps. Um, uh, is she Cali, Cali woman? But... Long hair, uh, sort of braided and uh, yes, a full-length uh, beige trench coat. Uh, she's the one that gave us the mission for the slaves. She seems to have something in her hand, and uh, she says, "Hey, the first thing, shallows." First thing, uh, oh, sees you, sees you waving, and just waves back, kind of half-heartedly, uh, and you hear her say, "Hey, hey, you guys, I was coming to find yous." Anyway, she, she have my hat? Does she have my hat? Does she have my hat? As she gets closer, Seth, yes, she has a hat in her hand. 
and uh, and she immediately goes up to Fleeting Lip and goes, "Hey, handsome, yeah, uh, came to see you. Anyway, I, I got you. Uh, sorry, I got your hat." And she doesn't even look at Seth. She just offers the hat to Seth, still looking. Yeah, at I take it. I put the hat on. I put the hat on. He is complete. Fleeting uh, takes the hat off Seth's head <laughs> and hands it back to the person who gave it to him. Fleeting <laughs> then takes out another hat and offers it to Seth. What? And places what? it delicately on his head. Is this the one that you commissioned at the shop? Yes. Do I still have it? It's been a long while. I mean... You hadn't collected it, but I'm, I was. I will allow you to have. Oh, uh, I thought I did. Overnight oh. to have gone and collected it, if you would have liked to. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, because I think this works. This is this is nice. This what? is fine. Just, but what are you doing? Read the inside. All will become clear. <laughs> Take that off, and I can't actually remember what does it say. Yeah, fleeting. But now say? I'll always be with you, or something. Oh, oh now I will always be something. above you, I think it says. Is that right? That was it. Yeah, from Fleeting. Etched into the leather inside says, Now I will always be <laughs> be above you, from Fleeting. Why? You needed a new hat. I've needed a new hat for weeks. How long have you had this? Weeks. I was waiting for the right time. <laughs> <laughs> When I found my old hat, was now the right actually, time? now actually wasn't the right time. Um, but my hand was kind of forced by you getting your old hat back. <laughs> uh, can I? I'm going to hold that in one hand and take the other hat in my other hand, and I'm going to look at him. Can I make an insight check to how heartbroken he'd be if I wore the other hat? I can tell you now, very. <laughs> you can uh you can make an insight check sure um i don't think that fleeting will be contesting this so this is one of those critical moments in a video game where your decision is basically going to either make or fuck up the entire rest of the game oh my god this is the butterfly nine right here nine nine i mean he did get it made for you but he doesn't normally get emotional about stuff mm. so far that you've seen. He seems quite attached to you, but, he, I mean, you, you know, you're quite attached to your hat. I mean, he, he probably will understand, probably. While, Fle- while Seth is looking at the two hats, Fleeting says to Seth, if you do not accept my hat and wear your old one, I will be the most heartbroken I've ever been in my life. I will probably <laughs> die. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put. I love it. Does I'm he still need an insight check? No, no, I'm gonna put fleeting <laughs> hat on. And you I'm made the right choice. I'm gonna give him my old hat, and I'm gonna put it on him. Slightly uncomfortable. That is such a touching moment. It's quite uncomfortable <clears> to your head, fleeting, because of your horns. Um, but you can kind of bounce it on top of the on top of your head. You might need to get it resized. Or cut holes for your horns. Up to you. Th- thank you, Seth. Now we look exactly alike. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're welcome. Thank, thank you for the, for the gift. You are welcome. Uh, Callie just kind of kicks your uh, leg, fleeting, not hard, just to get your attention, 
um, just kind of kicks your foot a little bit. So, uh, so, so who's he, your boyfriend? What is this? I'm sorry, I don't have any more hats to give out. No, no. I, that's, I, I don't wear hats. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I'm getting distracted. So, guys, there, um, I just came from Flaming Jacks. Uh, well, looks like some kind of shit happened overnight, so, uh, you, you probably should go check it out. Um, I was, um, it's, it was all, like, uh, on fire. It looks like it's been knocked down. I, I don't know exactly what's going on there. Um, but I had deliveries to do. I thought I'd get it out the way and maybe get you guys to come have a look at it. So, you know. Wait, I, I missed the first part of that. What's got knocked down? The the bar. Flaming Jacks. Sorry. The bar. We need to go. Hurry, men. And Mary. <laughs> come on, follow me. Yes. Fo- Hurry, men. She goes, hey. <laughs> looks up, she looks up at you and the horse and goes, come on, follow me. And she starts running. Uh, you immediately all start overtaking her because... She's a coffin. She's not as quick as you guys. Um, her legs are not wait as quick. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. We talked about this. We talked about this. As Brucon overtakes her, he looks down and goes, Would you like a lift? Uh, uh, make a persuasion check, Brucon. Not. Uh, yeah, persuasion check. Won't be particularly hard, I would have thought. 12. She kind of looks at your beard, looks you up and down, and goes, Shrugs. I jumps up on you. <clears throat> Excellent. So. Brucon is now a, Brucon is now officially graduated to steed. Um. So, um, given she doesn't weigh a lot, but given um, given the the size stuff, you would it would halve your movement carrying her. But obviously, if you, well, yeah. Alar will run beside, just behind Brucon as best he can, and just try and relieve the weight of Cali Shallow just by just grabbing the back of her. Oh man! Just... No, we could do the we could do the thing that you do with little kids, where you have like you take one hand in each arm and then swing <laughs> them back and forth as you as you go, and it'll be even better because the massive height disparity between Brucon and Malar mean it will be an absolute catastrophe. We should totally do that. <laughs> Uh, that that okay. is uh, a frog marching in in that sense is uh, yep why not um, <laughs> and funnily <laughs> enough this is the exact same way that uh, one of the PCs was um, was incarcerated was was arrested by guards because they were dwarf and there were human guards that just kind of lifted him off the ground and took it because he wouldn't leave so they they just grabbed one arm each that's in the one shot uh, the the two shot actually the Ampfell assassin in part one uh, uh, want to, that was a very comedic moment that whole bit but anyway back to this one you guys yeah. Um, so yeah if you'd like to do so um, I'll say for both of you then. Um, you can you can make this happen, but to see how effective it is and how much it's going to slow you down or not will depend on you both rolling uh, athletics checks. Fourteen. Okay. Nine. Nine. Okay, so it is a bit ungainly between the two of you, as you say, because of the height difference as well. Um, as you kind of Two in for her between us, and she's like trying to cling onto Brucon, and suddenly Malar's grabbing her. Just like, hey, what's going on here? This, what? And yeah, it does slow you guys down uh, your travel a bit. Um, Brucon, but... Brucon has a sudden moment of realization and goes, uh, "Seth, you're on a horse." Yes, thank you. 
Can you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, room for one more. A very small one more. Horsey, you okay for one more? Horsey is uh, just kind of. Not um, a little bit. Uh, a bit. I was going to say, uh, Leo, Leo Horsey, Horsey uh, says it's fine. speaks with animals. Okay, you're going to do that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Horsey? Does he like his name? Marshall. Marshall, why would you do this? You've heard, you've heard Jack doing a horse. <laughs> Excuse me? Reginald. Regi- Reginald. Ah, <laughs> uh, lovely. Nice to meet you, Reginald. Um, yes. Uh, I... I slap Leo in the face with my glove and just be like, no! What are you... <laughs> Who's Reginald? Uh, Leo, Leo will look up at Sapphire. Like, the name of your horse is Reginald. Um, and then um, turns back to Reginald. 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 Um, your, your, uh, riding companion, uh, Seth, uh, was just inquiring if, uh, if, if you would also allow uh, our very small friend over here to, to ride along. Hmm. Well, Seth, I see. He's um, an odd sort, but he seems to like me. He seems... He seems harmless enough. Yes. He's, he's rather harmless. There's room for a, the small one, yes. Wonderful, thank you. Uh, and then we'll turn to... to Reginald is strong. Um, oh, well, obviously. Yes. You're clearly very, very strong, Reginald. That's a pleasure. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. And you, two-foot person. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Bipedal humanoid. That is that is how I work. Um, I look down at Leo. Need most of I us hate do. you. What? You can only hear half this conversation. You don't know what's going on. Yes, uh, you keep calling him Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and then and Leo will turn to the others and say, uh, "Yes, uh, um, yes, the the uh, please ride along on on Reginald." Reginald, of course. Wanna, no, I, I don't want to ride him anymore. Just put the half thing on it. <laughs> you just get down Fucking and just put on the horse. Say. Fucking ruin my horse. <laughs> More room for me. Hey. And she looks down at uh, Fleeting. Hey. Hey, hey, handsome, you want to come up here? There's room for another. Is there not a fire we're meant to be getting to? Come on, fucking. Callie's <laughs> storming off the horse. Callie's taken Seth's horse and best friend. I would love to. She offers a hand, realizes that's not going to help very much, and just takes the rein. You can, yeah, climb on up. And anyway, yeah, so, so Fleeting looks now riding on the horse with Callie. Um, rest of you on foot. Boom! Heading towards Fleeming Jacks. Now, um, you get there without incident. It's, uh, again, it's not a, a particularly. It's not a particularly fine day. The weather is starting to take a turn. Looks like it probably will rain soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, without incident, you hear the um, occasional squawk in the forest line. You recognise possibly cockatrice, uh, possibly uh, chickens, wood pigeons and the like. There's uh, all kinds of wildlife in the forest, but they give the road a wide berth, so it seems. Um 
it takes you uh, it takes you quite a few hours uh, of travel to get to Flaming Jacks. It will, uh, in fact, as you uh, as you as you are getting uh, there, you will probably need to uh, either eat through some rations if you're storming on through, or you would have to take some extra time to, to forage if you were looking to um, if you're looking to do that. So it's up to you how you want to play this. Trail rations are totally fine as far as Brucon is concerned. If you guys want to do that, that's, yep. that'll be the simplest way. Yep, it'll be the quickest. All right, so if you can cross off the rations. Eat, let's get there. Yep, cross off one set of rations each <clears throat> and continue on the road. By the time you get to Flaming Jacks, it, the light, it, it, it's uh, starting to, to, to go down. It's, it's early evening by the time you arrive, about 5 p.m. Um... And you can see it. Um, yeah, this is the uh, the source of the smoke. What where was once flaming jacks is now lying in ruins. There's bits of timber and stonework scattered across the area. There's um, there are piles of uh, of ash and and still some smouldering embers uh, in places. You can see remnants of where the bar was um, and the. Uh, and you can see around uh, the bar, there is still um, uh, most of the um, most of the sort of back bar area has been completely wiped. It's been knocked down. It's just a, a pile of uh, wood and shingle and debris. Uh, can we hit see anyone alive? Survivors? Sure, sure. Jack? Um, make a uh, well. <laughs> Make a perception check, Seth. Perception. Uh, 16. 16. You can hear one voice um, kind of muffled through, uh, uh, through, through, uh, uh, through the, the, um, the rubble and so on. So um, it's definitely underneath some stuff. It's, it's quite familiar to you, somebody being trapped under all. Uh, anyway... <clears throat> You hear one voice, you can barely make it out. Oh, get a fucking Philip Mazer! Damn it! Hey! I'm just gonna yell to everyone. Hey, there's, there's, someone, there's someone over here, quickly! And rush over to, towards it. Right, okay, okay, everyone, oh, take your positions, we know how to do this. Recovery a... pattern alpha. We're the Thunderbirds. We're now D and D Thunderbirds. <laughs> this, is a, this is amazing. Five, four. Yeah, exactly. Oh shit! Now that's going to be in my head for the rest of the day. Anyway, okay, yeah. So um, yeah, Brucon will uh, again um, kind of try to um, size up the um, you know what, what, what's the he's looking for the kind of structural weaknesses, any possible. Mm-hmm. Um, risks uh, and uh, if he doesn't spot any then he is um, uh, just going to start kind of trying to clear stuff away so um, the um, from Seth's perception he could you could disseminate that the um, that the voice was coming from a particularly large uh, pile of uh, of debris um, that's it looks like it was once part of uh, one of the outer walls. Uh, there's a mixture of uh, a stone base and then the kind of the wooden um, topper to it. There's uh, like planks of wood all broken into splinters and shards. 
Um, it, there's also, it mixed into that, you can see the remnants of uh, chairs and one of the tables, uh, one of the big round tables from uh, the bar is also in this mix here. So, Brucon, if you're inspecting this, uh, for this, make an investigation. Oh, no, you want to use your, this will be a stone cunning thing. So, yeah. Um, stone cunning gives you double proficiency. Uh, from a metagaming perspective, I 100% want to use yeah. um, <laughs> Dwarven Stone. But it, no, yeah. it makes sense because there is stone involved in this. Sure. Um, so, I will, uh, uh, so, yeah, I will allow you to, to size this up, I believe. I'll say for the purposes of this, it would be an investigation check, but you can double your proficiency, or if you're not proficient, add proficiency. For yeah, I'm, I'm not, Brucon isn't proficient in investigation, so we'll, so we'll, we'll just add that. So, plus three... Okay, that's slightly better. 14. I am going to stop okay. using this particular d20 because it's not rolling great. <laughs> it's going in dice jail. Let's uh, get rid of that yep. one. So with a 14, okay. Um, yeah, it looks like the, the stonework that's in there, um, not particularly well made um, and looks like it could have crumbled under a necessary application of force, not particularly, not particularly large one. Um, but what you can ascertain, it's the it's really the wood. It's the the wood that is the majority, the bulk of this uh, of this pile that would need to be cleared. But these are heavy timbers. Um, you're going to need, um, uh, if not some equipment to help you haul stuff out, you're certainly going to need some heavy lifters to, to remove some of the stuff, or necessary prying, like with crowbars and so on. Uh, Brickham relays this information. Up, and he's got. But I think we we missed most of that. I I yeah. didn't sorry you're drawing in and out there, Dan. Uh, you have Malar who's got big arms and is not holding up a cavern at the moment. So. <laughs> Very true. Things are going up for Bruko, uh, for Malar. Stop doing that. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> things are looking up for Malar uh, today. Um. Well, if any of this is loose, loose earth and not rock, um, there is some that. loose earth has been revealed underneath. Uh, uh, so, but only a shallow layer of it, not a lot. But maybe could help mold earth. <laughs> you kind of end up making a couple of little trenches with some yeah. mold earth around yeah. it. Yeah, dig some trenches is definitely a good call. Right, I could dig. Like if so, there's four time rocks, team. I dig a I dig a trench of earth to the side of it, and then we push the rocks, and the rocks fall into the trench. The um, the trench you can dig the trench out, but it only goes down about three feet, and then you hit concrete, uh, sort of like yeah, foundations there, underneath. Neris looks at the wood and starts thinking about whether she can burn it away and whether that be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Every single person there, before you do that, just looks at you knowingly and shakes their head. <laughs> and she just goes like, but mine? <laughs> Is we're a little bad? <laughs> um, so she just basically rolls up her sleeves and starts digging away. Sure. Um, um, okay. Yeah. Um, so for those of you digging... Um, I'll say for this, just make a strength check. Uh, Malar, you, uh, because of your size, um, larger size, I'll give you advantage on this one. Yeah. Could it, could it be athletics? Uh, no, th for this one, I'm going to say just pure strength. Um, it's just, yeah, pure brute force. 
14. I appreciate you don't get yeah. Hmm? 14, okay. 12. 12. Uh, 2. Nat 2. Oh, no. <laughs> Nat 20, so 23. All right, that's helped. So, Malar, um, so as Brucon and Seth, you start clearing away uh, a couple of timbers between you, sort of working <laughs> out that, you know, you, you, you know, you, you could help each other out in this situation. Uh, Leobrin is clearing um, some trench for you to dump some of the rubble into. Malar, you notice Neris is struggling as she goes to grab uh, one particular um, uh, beam. You see straight away she's grabbing the wrong end of the beam and it's going to uh, cause other bits of wood to start falling down onto her. So you immediately kind of course correct, <laughs> grab the pieces, move them out the way and then uh, and then uh, assist her in uh, uh, moving that stuff. Um, after clearing one particularly large one uh you then see a hand sort of coming out of the uh of the uh of the rubble this is a um heavily tattooed very muscular forearm but quite stumpy quite quite short um you would recognize this brook and it, it, it this looks like a dwarf of some kind and all of you digging can make history checks as you see this Does Leobrin count as digging? Yeah, yeah. Well, you can be on this too. Nine. Nine. Nine, nine. Seventeen. Seventeen. Nineteen. Nineteen. And Seth? I've got fourteen. Wait, what was this for? History check. For the arm. Oh, no, this is... Oh, actually, fourteen. 14. Okay, so for those of you who got over 10, so sorry, Rukon and Neris, um, you <laughs> recognize that the um, you recognize the tattoo, um, these, these kind of tribal tattoos, very common, um, if memory serves, from uh, Provincia, which is north of, uh, of Burekrin, and uh, they're a bit more of a, a tribal people, and you equally for uh, for Malar and I think the Obrin, because you, you guys got did over 15. Um, you recall that there was a patron... Well, no, sorry, Leobrin wasn't... I don't think Leobrin was there. Malar, you recall that um, uh, that you met uh, a provincian, uh, a dwarf, uh, when you first came to Flaming Jacks. He actually started a fight with you, uh, which yeah. uh, you yeah. managed to stop quite quickly. Um, yeah, you remember it's Mace Flint of Clan Flint. Yeah, not the nicest individual, but hey, he's in a tough situation right now. And uh, now you can hear his uh, voice a bit clearer, like, "Oh, thank you, yeah, can you get me out of there?" Uh, Mala will stumble over then, and oh, uh, Mister Flint, I presume, and grab the arm, like wrist, wrist to wrist, and then just pull to start trying to pull him out. All right, make an athletics check. Oh man, ten, ten! You pulling and pulling, and you just hear, "Ah, you fit! Break my fucking arm off! Get ah!" I let go. I let go. I let go. All right. I let go and start to try and excavate the stuff around sure. him. So as the um, so as I'm presumably the rest of you digging also will, will help in this. So yeah, over the next sort of minute or so, you clear the rest away enough to then set him free. Uh, Mace kind of dusts himself off you can see his bald head is battered and bruised uh, covered in these uh, tribal tattoos 
and uh, yes, he looks fairly grizzled at this point, and part of his beard has also been sort of ripped and burned away. He's not in the not in the best place right now, kind of with a limp, but he's still, uh, but he's he he is still uh, he's still conscious and still still trying to pass off that he's fine. Uh, hey, ah. Uh. Saved by an elephant, ma'am. I would not have uh, would not have predicted this is how my day was going to go. <laughs> oh, uh, we've been through this. It's Loxodon. Please, sir, uh, take a seat over there. We must find. Uh, was there anybody else uh, when this happened? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I think there are a few, but uh, they scattered. You know, I had uh, there was supposed to be some of my clansmen here as well, but I think they've um, I think they've gone and scarped and left me for dead. Oh, splitting bastards, eh? Eh, well, looks like I was lucky to get friends like you two up. Uh, indeed, uh, the, uh, may the eight watch over you. Please, I must insist, uh, take a seat and, uh, let us continue to, uh, uh help others. Malon turns back to the, the wreckage and starts to, starts to sniff around to see if he can locate other people. All right. Uh, so yeah, with yeah, uh, using your trunk, nice. So a uh, perception check with advantage. If anyone else wants to look for survivors, you can make survival checks. Uh, I shall do so. Again, that is a natural twenty, so twenty-four. Twenty-four. Uh, okay, sniffing around. It doesn't seem that the bar was um, was was very full. Um, on the night, or at the time that this happened, um, but one thing you do recall straight away um, was uh, the centerpiece of this uh, bar was the um, was the tank with the merfolk, and yeah. you sort of look over and see that there are shards of glass and water uh, in that area around the center. So uh, you kind of smelt the sea the sea uh, <clears throat> sorry the sea salt uh, <laughs> we're saying um of the water the salt water and head over um to inspect that area um i'll come back to you um so uh, nearest was wrong survival anyone else yeah i got 15 15 all right so i'm rather 14 14 um, okay leobrin would like to spend a minute uh casting flock of familiars Ooh, okay. So you can, yep, yeah, you can start preparing. You can start casting that as the, the others search. That's no problem. Um, so Neris and Brucon, you start looking around the, the, the rubble. Brucon, you, uh, you look over the area where the, um, uh, where the booths were that could be um, covered up with uh, with curtains um, to give a bit of privacy. Uh, some of those are relatively intact, um, but looking through, no no people uh, here at this time. You do find at one shoe. Uh, it's a, a leather boot. Um, it looks like uh, it was a rather small foot, maybe I guess a, a, a UK size five. To give, <laughs> give you some kind of scope, um, <laughs> Neris, you, you. I don't know this UK of which you. <laughs> um, Neris, you uh, you start looking around the bar area, um, and it's actually um, Callie has motioned over to the bar um, to, with Fleeting as well. Like, hey, hey, you remember when we first met there? 
No, second time we met, but it was a interesting encounter down uh, in the cellar there. What say we uh, see if that's still working? What the cellar? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Not sure you're not... understanding the cut of my drift here, buddy. No, I don't really remember that meeting very well. Um. But, I mean, we can go and have a look if you want. She looks a bit put out of this. Oh, I see. Hard to get a... Right. Sure, let's go have a look. Um, Neris, as you've been looking around the bar, uh, you uh, don't find any survivors here, um, but with a 15, you uh, find the placard which the dagger was mounted to. There is no dagger on it. It's been discarded. Uh, it's under the bar. That's what so I'm going to grab it. Say, a guys, the dagger may be gone. This might have been Damien. This is not good. This is not good. Just holds up to the rest of the party. Anyone? I uh, uh, definitely agree with you that it's not good. I, uh, can you like from Leo? Can you can you like cast detect magic? Can you just? see like if there's any trail anything what if there's anything around this that we can use as a lead or a um i'm in the middle of something right now but uh give me however long's left of the minute yeah you've got about um <clears throat> about 20 seconds give me 20 uh, and i'll be with you you are you casting um flock of familiars yep isn't that a concentration as well Okay, give me that and then the other time. An hour. Yep. <laughs> give me some so time. So, in, in the <laughs> meantime, can she just have a closer look at the that that um, at the mounting? Like, card at the mounting, yeah. Just sure. a perception. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'll say for this would be more of an investigation. Trip. Investigation, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, that is thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Um. What is it you're looking for, Neris? Um... I'm looking at any kind of signs that, you know, this, that the dagger was removed from this, not by the the collapsing of the, the building, that it wasn't Got like you, broken yeah. off, but that it was like, clearly it was taken if there's any way to sort of get any indication. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so looking at this, um... You're first trying to look for where the uh, the kind of catches or the ba- the binds were that would have held yeah. the, um, the dagger in place. Um, I need you to make a history check to see what you can recall on how it was attached originally back in the bar. That is 15 again! Hey. Yay! Okay, so yes, with 15, you remember how it was attached roughly it was uh it looked like it was just some some leather straps one at either end of the mounting um and as you look on this you examine it for a moment and there are, there's no leather still attached to this mounting but with your 15 investigation um looking around the floor um you do find one of the straps uh down there it appears to all intents and purposes that it's been, it was ripped off so it looks like perhaps somebody took this in a hurry. Hmm. 
uh leo Brin, you finished casting at this point yeah. but uh <laughs> no, leo are you done that. yet kind of uh so i mean best bets for sensing people under under terrain and um moving about in small spaces would uh three rats get summoned all right uh, in the meantime she said uh, basically Neris reminds remember she has nibbles like nibbles can you just can you help them out it's i mean what are you even doing in there well, it's much more comfortable in your pocket than uh, than um, uh, the dwarf's pocket. It's about to be a lot warmer in that pocket if you don't get out and help. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, well, I'm at your service. What do you want? Thank you. Can you go look in the rubble for any survivors and let us know where they are if you find any? Just go uh, in. Hotel. Start looking. Uh, yeah. like, like we did with Leo, but hopefully this time we'll actually find somebody alive and 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 yeah uh, sure and he drops down and then just kind of sniffs the air for a second oh well where are we <laughs> we're flaming jacks don't let it distract you because first things first we need to see if there's any survivors because the whole inn has been torn to the ground Th and it's bad. It's really freaking bad. I, I, I don't want to go down into the cellar because... The... Then don't go into the cellar just yet. Just search through other rubble. Just just okay. be helpful. Yeah, no, Nibbles be yeah. useful for once. I am at your service. And, uh, so go be at my service and go! Yeah, yeah he disappears like with that. Uh, <laughs> I am going to kill that Crawling rat. into the rubble. <laughs> uh, fleet, we'll, uh, we will deal with uh, Leobrin's rats momentarily but first, fleeting look um, so Callie leads you over to uh, the trap door leading down to the cellar um, there is some rubble over it um, Just um, it's mostly just wood it's, but there's not a lot here and she just starts kind of clearing it away you gonna help then or uh, or what? I think you've got this <laughs> fine starts clearing it herself <laughs> Really huffed, she goes, it's better be worth it. All right. Uh, within a few moments, she clears it. She cl uh, opens the hatch and issues for you to go down. After you, I insist. Oh, what a gentleman. And she starts going down. And I close the hatch. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. And walk off. <laughs> you just hear, oh, very funny, wise guy. I'm just gonna wait down here then. Okay, uh, Marshall, <laughs> Leo Brin mm -hmm. summons three rats. Yes. Where are you sending them? Uh, just sending them. I mean, I guess if if Nibbles has gone to one section, mm -hmm. uh, then sort of divide the location into quarters and send a, a rat into each of the other quarters. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah. So, so uh, you find. Uh, so the rats uh, head off on their way. Now, they can communicate with you telepathically, right? I believe so. In the same way as... Uh, uh, they're as same as, yeah, they're familiar. familiars, so... So yeah, they'll just they ding can. you if... Uh, yeah, if I they can find their eyes if I want. Start heading in, in different directions into various piles of rubble. Uh, from one of them, you, you just hear... Uh, dead. Is a dead one here. Uh, and another great. one. Keep moving. 
And then another one goes, yeah, yeah, I got one dead. Oh, no, no, wait, no, no, they're not quite dead. No, oh, oh, they're not pleased to see me, though. Uh, okay, moving, moving. Cool, lovely. Um, yeah. uh, ah! Oh, the rotten help me! Pinpoint that location. We're coming uh, for you. Um, to, sa- to save uh, save some uh, time, for the sake of brevity here, um, you uh, in the top corner, in one corner of the what was left of, of Flaming Jacks, there's another pile of rubble, uh, and um, under this one uh, is a fairly beaten uh, lady. She's kind of bleeding from the head. This one, as Malar, you help retrieve her from the rubble. You recognise this as uh, the farmer's wife, uh, Giselle, who uh, tasked you with um, with looking into the werewolf incident uh, with her sort of dirndl and uh, her fairly uh, plump physique. Recognise the, the blonde hair, the blue eyes. It all comes trading yeah, back she... to both Malar and DK, I imagine, at this point. Yeah, oh, that's right. It was it's the one you were like, uh. <laughs> just like your dream woman, weirdly. <laughs> uh, she's pulled out the noise. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Are you... Oh, I don't know what happened. That was. Uh... How long have I been out? Yeah, well, t- t- take it easy, miss. Go and uh, go and have a sit next to this uh, young gentleman over here. And I went off to where Mace is sat down. Uh, oh, just, uh, just, just take it easy. Uh, okay. Oh, thank <clears throat> you, so- thank you so much. And she gives you a little, gives you a bit of a squeeze. It's quite, it's quite strong actually. Like you're surprised, um, <laughs> given you're pretty strong. But he's like, a little bit, and then goes and sits down. Uh, she goes and sits down as well. So you've uh, pulled two people out of the rubble, and uh, through your rats, uh, Marshall, you, uh, uh, sorry, Leobrin, you, uh, <laughs> you note um, no there are three, there are three bodies here. Um, uh, are you looking to pull them out, or are you just going to leave them be? Uh, the dead ones. Um, mm. Mm, uh, we'll probably pull them out. They seem to, yeah, burials are a thing. Over the um, um, sorry, yes, go ahead. We'll, we'll we'll sort of call out to the other heavier. Li- well, no, the Abrams a heavy lifter, weirdly. Uh, but we'll definitely get assistance on the heavy lifting. Uh, yes, yeah. three different bodies is maybe too much to do solo. Uh, so, who would like to help Leobrin recover the bodies? Yeah, I'll give and him a Malar will. Volunteer. Sure. Okay. Okay. So with you guys and... helping out. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Never mind. Okay. You I just want to check in on Nibbles. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get to Nibbles. No problem. Um, so you guys, um, it will take you the best part of uh, half an hour or so just to um, extricate the, the bodies. Um, meanwhile, Fleet and Oak, what are you up to? I realize you're not, I don't think you're helping out, so... Is there anywhere that hasn't been looked at yet in the rubble? Um, in this Apart area, this not panel. really. Um, the stairs have completely gone. The second floor is nowhere to be seen. There are bits of roof um, strewn about the place. Um, there is one section of roof, to be fair, to one side, which you could have a look at if you want to do. So I will, now that it's been long enough, I'll go back to the cellar. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, 
head down to the you opening up the hatch and going into the cellar okay yeah go go down there um Neris, you hear uh well most of you actually hear um because nibbles communicates with all of you which i've <laughs> obviously so you see it oh i found someone there's, there's someone down here some sort of crook oh no oh 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 hang on no there's a second one that's coming down here uh the, the, there's two in the cellar there's two there's two people in the cellar okay there's two people in the cellar let's go <laughs> Uh, alive people, out of character, dead people. Yeah, out of character. One of those is Callie, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. definitely. <laughs> Callie and 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 fleeting. Uh, so fleeting, you head down there. Um, Callie's sort of. She seems to have taken some time to arrange the barrels in here that are left, and she's kind of perched up on one of them. She's kind of lounging across. She's got one. Uh, she, she, she's posing basically for you, you know, like draw me like one of your French girls, like kind of style. <laughs> lounging across you say you took your time so uh hey hi that looks comfy it most certainly is more comfy than hanging from the ceiling am i right <laughs> uh no that's actually surprisingly restful um how can i help you you, you <laughs> wanted to speak to me in the cellar yeah i was more hoping you could maybe uh speak to me on my level you know because Rather than looking down on me, maybe you could, you could look me in the eye, sort of thing. Oh, um, I'm going to start to make my way down towards the cellar. Yep, same. Uh, I don't think we really have time for that now. There's, there's obviously been some kind of weird terrorist attack here, which has left a big pile of rubble. Um, I think we need to focus a bit more on, on what's happened. I'm Well, I think your friends have got it in hand, but... Uh, sure. Uh, make a persuasion check, fleeting. Uh, well, it's seven, but I do have a refreshed stack of luck points, so I might expend <laughs> one of them, okay? Okay. Uh, fourteen. Okay. Just goes, uh... Oh, well, uh, I better make this quick then. Uh, and she kind of gets up on the barrel and then leaps towards you it's like to kind of jump onto you are you going to let this happen i dodge out the way okay make a dexterity saving throw please i ready a dagger that's <laughs> uh, slightly better 17 17 okay so you managed to like fend her off your kind of maneuver out of the way and she she misses and goes ah oh, come on I just wanted I... to plant one on you. That's all it was. I pull out my hammer. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a bit early Wait, to be seeing your hammer, hammer, am I right? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no. Okay. Fine. Fine. I just, I thought we had a connection and obviously I was mistaken. I, I don't know. And anyway, you guys start coming down the stairs as she's giving this explanation. Seth, are you doing so openly or did you want to like, <laughs> did you want to move in surreptitiously? What was that, sir? Were you looking to move in openly into the cellar, or were you going to sneak down? No, we're just walking. There's, there's people dying, Jack. We're not We're not sneaking around. We're <laughs> okay. coming in to help people. You start walking down as... People Callie... are dying, man! <laughs> there are people dying! You walk down uh, as uh, Callie's giving this explanation. goes, look, look, uh, I, uh, anyway, uh, 
you guys did a good thing for me back in uh, Half Rage, but uh, uh, some it's not entirely stuck. So I've still got work to do. But uh, anyway, um, maybe I'll see you around. She kind of looks a little bit, a little bit crestfallen at this point. Kind of looking down the floor quite a bit, realizing that she's come on a bit strong and been a bit, uh, and has been rejected. <laughs> so she's, Maybe I'll see. For sure, if someone has to make a deck save, that's being denied. Yeah. We've all made deck saves in our lives. Uh, Bye then. Okay, well, okay. Uh, Hey. At this point, can Neris come in? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Seth, Neris is going to huff in and she's going to look at the room and she's going to say, Nibbles! Are these the two people that were down in the cellar? Yes. You useless rodent. Determined to find people. I found them. They were down here. Just. 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 I. I can't. I can't. Um, I'll, guys. Um. I'm, I want to give Neris to, the we same need to... look. I want to give Neris the same look that we gave her when we said no to the fireball when she came in, <laughs> and give a nod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, she's gonna go like. Right. We have to go. We have to go. Oh, Damien has the dagger. This is he has my blood and he has the dagger. And this is when 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 these kind of people gather things they want to have bad shit happens. Let's. Uh, why are we still here? Why? Let's go. Okay. Where are we going? This, I this don't know. Just. Leo, have you have you done the thing with the? Ago. Have you done the thing with the dagger thing? Neris, calm down. They, uh, they're gone. I can do the dagger thing. D- do the, the da- Do something. Somebody do something useful instead of a halfling flirting with the tiefling and with the hammer and the rats and the and the thing. And I get, I can't. Slap her on the face. You're getting hysterical. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> slapped, she literally. God. You slapped me in the face, and I literally. Like turn on fire. Just, just. I don't back up. I'm like, you're getting hysterical. This happened hours ago. They're gone. We cut. So what? You are tortured. You are not bound to a temple and bled for some weird, freaky, like thing. I, I can't. Just. We need to. We need to do something useful. We will, but running out. And picking a direction to run isn't gonna solve anything. <laughs> so, hey, you guys. Uh, well, well, she's still on you, fire. Got any idea what would cause this kind of thing? You were saying something about a Damien or something. Yes, um, there's a there's red mage. A, red mages. They they're wearing literally what I'm wearing right now. And don't ask why. They. <laughs> You're wearing it. <laughs> yeah, I know. My other clothes are back in the cave, so. <laughs> it is what it is. Just yeah, uh, red mages. I've been. They've been chasing me since Kothar. They they are trying to do something magical. Uh, looks like some kind of. I, I don't know. I don't know. It could be summoning. Could be powers. It could be anything at this point. But it, whatever it is, it's bad because they're willing to murder and maim their way to it. Oh shit, that's uh, that's heavy. Yeah. Hmm. 
And, and like, Neris is just like pacing left and right, still mildly on fire. What not? What <laughs> sort of stuff were they after? Well, by blood for one. They oh. imprisoned me in some goddamn cave. I don't even know where. I do, like. Well, now I know where, but not the when, point. When Callie asks that question, can I insight check her? She's gotten strangely curious about the red mages. Sure, go for it. <clears throat> oh, 19. 19. Plus zero. <laughs> that was a good roll. So, uh, <laughs> what you can tell about Callie as she's... Um, the expression on her face, clearly this is not her first time asking a lot of questions. Um, you do recall that uh, she is an investigator. She, she, she's a PI, essentially. Um, this is kind of her jam. So it doesn't seem entirely out of the ordinary that she's asking a lot of questions, but she seems genuinely concerned. Uh, and you think, uh, you wonder what, yeah, you do wonder what her intentions are behind her asking so many questions that's not clear to you but she's certainly um it, it seems to make sense for what you know about her that she's interested i was hoping she was a double <laughs> well I, I i keep explaining about the dagger and yeah. the and whatever and yeah. that and then when i'm done talking about the daggers like cleo please the placard yes. i beg uh, you can so can i quickly jump in because there were, mention was made of Damon and Red Mages. Um, mm. Any discernible reaction from Callie when um, those names are mentioned? I'll say, uh, yeah, make an insight check, Brucon. An insight check, Brucon. Ten. God damn it. <laughs> there seems Dyson, to be. Gamblor is not with me today. It's hard. She's hard. It's kind of hard to read on this one. Um, whether she, where it, she seems, there seems to be a flicker of recognition. Whether it's that she recognizes the name, or whether it's just something that piques her interest, it's hard to tell. Mm, piquant. Fair enough. Did you just say piquant? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Choice words. There, there, I say there are worse things he could have been saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the word I thought. It was just, it's just a I'm word really I haven't heard in a long it, time. It, it was... I'm really glad we got that clarification <laughs> that it's not the word I thought it was. <laughs> I'm concerned. I don't want to know, do I? Piqua. Piqua. Her interest. Peak her interest. Hmm. Um, uh, go ahead. Yes. Um, what, what kind of thing are we wanting to find out about? Uh, any traces, anything? Like, does it have any magical properties? Even so, we find out more about the dagger or any um, traces, any clues. Certainly, while while we have uh, so many familiars out that are all rats, uh, <laughs> we could get them to sniff it and see if they can sort of follow any trail from this item out of the location. Okay, let's let's do that. Um, while that's happening, Brucon is going to go over to Flint and start chatting with him in Dwarvish. Sure. What is Dwarvish about? Um, he will talk to you. Yeah. So the question was: He is. I'm, I'm remembering correctly that he's a dwarf, but then yes. I remembered the yes. thing about his, his arm. Um, so uh, he. So Brucon kind of um, saunters up to him and, and says in, in Dwarvish, uh, oh, "Hello there. It seems we've." Um, 
it, it seems you're the only uh, survivor. Uh, are, are you all right? Well, uh, yes, it's uh, it's been a, a while since uh, Mace Flint has been uh, has been beaten in such a way. But I guess you know, having the uh, walls fallen down on you is uh, a little bit more challenging than a fist fight, you know. Yes, uh, I, I do actually. Yes, um, we, there's a lot of walls falling down on people going around at the moment. Something in the air, maybe. Um, but uh, yes, so. Uh, what 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 happened? Did 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 you see anything? Uh, last I remember, there was uh, something crashed through the wall. Just took me uh, completely by surprise. Uh, I ended up out down on the deck. So a load of uh, wood and shit started falling on me, and uh, I could before uh, I could before it completely went pitch black for me. I saw um, fire was starting in the bar uh, just around in front of me. And... Wouldn't you say something crashed through the wall? Not a person, then? No, it's, it was like a, a giant or something. It was so big, like, it just it <clears throat> took down the entire wall in, like, one, two stories. Just bam, down. Well, that's extremely disconcerting. Um, hmm. I didn't get a good Sorry. look at it, though. No, um, and that that was it. That, that that's all you saw, was it? Yeah, I was. I was facing away from it, so it all happened so fast, too fast for Miss Flint. That's for sure. Well, well I'm, and I'm sure that's very fast indeed. Um, Right, well, fair enough, and um, uh, and that's that's that. I mean, Brucon will, will carry on chatting with him in a kind of like so, so, provincial, eh? What's that like? Um, and uh, and hand him a drink, and you know, kind of remain sociable. But um, you know, that, that, that's it for the that's, kind that's of the most uh, topical stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, sorry, Leo Brin, you were saying something. Yes. Uh, Leo Brin was suggesting that if this placard that had the dagger on is that the thing yeah you did the dagger had been there uh well no the plan was with uh oh the rats for four familiars that all have advantage on scent checks is to effectively do a do a sort of bloodhound thing of get the rats to sniff it and see which direction the smell has gone yeah um so i will say for this um yeah um I think we're going to... I mean, it's kind of perception and survival involved in this. So uh, I think the rats get advantage on perception. Is that right? For smell? They get advantage on smells, yes. For perception. So, yeah, roll uh, perception checks, please, for the the rats. Uh, For all three plus nibbles? Uh, I can roll nibbles if you like. Because he's uh, kind of an NPC at this point. It's not anyone's familiar yet. I was going to say, is Master rolling for... <laughs> Not yet. If Nibbles ever does something useful, I'll be amazed. We've sent him on like four missions. Failed every time. Uh, the best the best that the trio of rats got is a 14. Okay, well, Nibbles, I rolled a 17. And he's got the rat Ooh. stats, so that's what, 20? Uh, as far oh, as I'm aware, it's, it's just a, whatever you roll is their perception. Oh, okay. Well, in which case... He, he's, he rolled highly enough. 
yeah. uh, on this with a 17. Um, he said, I'll, I've got something. It's a... Uh, hmm. It's... Oh. Oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> I'm going to stab him. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's not make that noise a regular thing, shall we? It's not good. It's like a aniseed. That's uh, bitter and sweet and uh, sour. Uh, I, I, I think I got something. And he starts scurrying up the stairs. Or what oh. remains of them. I want to follow this rat. Yep. He's yep. been on so, three missions for us and he is useless. I don't trust this. Uh, so you? so I'm going to, I'm going to like go like, as I see Seth, like if I'm standing next to him, as I see Seth leaving, I'm going to try to trip him for slapping me before. <laughs> uh. What kind of check would that be? If any, uh. So Auto you're succeed. And, you're going to try and trip him. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you uh, make an a, a attack roll as if it's an unarmed <laughs> strike. Um, Amazing. And then that will be contested. Oh, natural twenty. Oh wow. Don't believe. Don't oh, believe. Seth, yes. you've got to roll a natural twenty on your dex save to avoid this. Yes. My dex is plus eight. Anything to that? Well, I mean, I have, I have, you know. Yeah, but a, na- a natural 20 is an auto hit, so... Uh, yeah. Eight, 18. 18, yeah. Uh, eight. so you succeed in tripping Seth. Uh, Seth, you face plant the floor. <laughs> well, actually, you actually hit your head on the, on the stair going up and you take a point of bludgeoning damage. As, and Forceful hit. Uh, and Nerys just looks down and he's like, she's like, you know why. Like, oh, but get... with, her, with her eyes, with her but, eyes, but, just like... But here's uh, the real my, question. And my... Go on, James. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say, and my, I look back and my eyes just go, the war has begun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, but wait, here's the real question. Seth just hit his head. On his head is a hat. <laughs> How's the hat? Uh, the hat falls off your head, but it's still oh, in good condition. Safe. It's a, it's oh. a leather. Uh... I've got mending, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, durable. you do. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a well The hat's gonna be durable, fine. Uh, leather. Uh, leather tricorn hat. Mm. Quite similar to this one, actually. <laughs> so basically... <laughs> Does he have my hat? The elf... Oh, he's got my... Yeah, he's got my hat. The elf and, and the half-elf are basically in an epic, like, squint-off right now. And, uh, <laughs> Seth, as you... Uh, as you're... Uh, as you, when you hit your head and you start to kind of regain your senses um, after that, um, reeling... Again, you hear the voice in your head. Ah, so close, <laughs> Seth. So close to so much power. I'm, I'm, as, I, as I start to go back towards following Nibbles, I'm just going to be saying, which is probably loud enough people can hear, I'm just going to be in a fucking minute. And I'm just going to be starting to follow Nibbles towards where he's been upstairs. Okay. So. Um, I'm going to follow as well. Sure. Um, and as for the rest of you, then, who... Uh, what are you doing? So Neris and Seth are following. Uh, Brucon is currently uh, talking to um, Mace and uh, Giselle as well. Um, joins you as well. Um, just, just uh, yeah, just chatting with you and relaying what she saw. We'll, we will get to that though, uh, Bart, before the t- end of today's session. Um, but as for Malar, Leobrin, Fleeting, what are you guys doing? 
Uh, well, considering the three familiars that the Oberon has, none of them track the scent. Uh, and Neris wanted a detect magic going on. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> the three familiars vanish as as I as the Oberon turns on detect magic. All right. Um, Wait, where are your glasses and the? <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like a little radar. I'm scanning a barcode. Uh, okay, so magic. Uh, Neris emanates magic from her as as standard. Uh, you see Seth going up the stairs, and his uh, che- his kind of his chest area emanates some magic, as well as a a something in his pocket. Also, there's like a, a, a disc, which he recognizes the medallion. Uh, also mm-hmm. emanates magic. Um, the staff as well also does. But aside from the usual things. Uh, magic wise uh there's not in this area there's not a lot there's no magic pings that you can that you can tell okay no no residual track there is a distinct lack of magic like like negative almost almost the negative of magic coming from the uh the other end of the cellar and you recognize that's the cave entrance to the Rat King lair from so long ago. Um, mm. Was that cave still closed off, or has it been reopened from this falling in? That's a very good question. Uh, Leobrin, and you are... uh, Do you want to know that? Uh, I mean, is this not visible, being that we were in the... Not currently lit down here. Cellar. Um, So it is in darkness. I got um, with your dark, dark vision. Um, you can see. Well, there are barrels and stuff in the way, but yeah. So that's all you can really see. But you've got the negative energy thing. So <coughs> clearly, the entrance is still there. If mm. you were to move these barrels and stuff, you probably could open it again. Mm, I'll put a pin in that to discuss with people later. Okay. Uh, but we'll head. He'll head upstairs. Because if Nibbles has on the trail of something, maybe the detect magic will be useful there. That's a good thought, yeah. Yeah. Heading yeah. up heading on out. Okay, so uh following uh so so Malar, sorry, I've actually last one to check with. What are you doing? Uh Malar will just be sort of shifting through the debris, assuming we've got all the bodies out. Yeah. Uh, I guess he's probably thinking that uh, since Neris wants to go off on one, he's probably trying to find some food that he can use as a ration or something. Sure, um, that's a good idea. Uh, make a uh, make an investigation check, see what you can find. Can I use my nose? Oh, sniffing out food, eh? Sniffing out fresh food. Okay, in which case, that'll be a perception check with advantage, yeah. It's going to be 17. Um... With a seventeen, um, there's no, it does, there's not really any any fresh food um, left here that's of, that hasn't been spoiled. You've definitely got a few upturned um, remnants of supplies from the kind of kitchenette um, that are just, yeah, they're not in a, in a consumable state. They've been smashed up and all sorts. Um, you do get, uh, however, you do find a bottle of flaming Jack Booker, which has been left uh, under the bar, and that kind of caught your smell quite quickly because of very 
potent smell. I take the bottle. And I just because we've not we've not recovered Jack, have we? Nope. And the three bodies the you pulled out, none of those bear the resemblance to him. Take the bowl, gently place it uh, on a flat, solid piece of rubble, mm-hmm. and then I just um, take a stone and I bash the shit out of it. <laughs> just smack the bottle. Okay, so as the rest of you are coming up the stairs, you see Malar smashing a bottle to smithereens. Um, oh, that's hmm. one last, one less sin in the world. And uh, Nibbles looks back at you, Seth, and goes, that, That's the kind of smell that's like that. Uh, uh, hang on. And he kind of scurries past Malar um, and then skirts the edge of the bar, <laughs> heads outside, but he's following the kind of the edging of the of what used to be the building. And then um, starts meandering by the path. There's a kind of... You notice that the road... Uh, the road that's running along the, the half road that's parallel to the inn it's kind of a verge um that goes um goes down there's kind of a dip from the road down it, the road is slightly elevated from the grounds and it and he continues um nibbles in this kind of ditch um for quite some time before suddenly making a sharp right and then up onto the road again across the road and then starts heading towards the forest Nibbles, how far are you going? Uh, I can smell that. Uh, uh, and he turns around and goes, uh, uh, Around this well. The smell is this well. Is it right there, or is it, like, very far from there that we're now following you into the woods? And oh, I brilliant. I rolled, I, rolled, I rolled the same thing twice. Brilliant. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure on... It might be close. Uh, did Neris follow Nibbles with me? Yes. I'm going to turn to her say, do you want to get the others to follow the smell after we've gotten everyone out? I mean, do we have any other leads or anything? No? So yes? <laughs> uh, I give them both a look and go back to get the others. Sure. Neris, while you're waiting for Seth to recover the others, can you make a perception Turn the rat. Uh, can you make a perception check for me, please? The That is oh, one second. Oh god, I need another screen for all of this. <laughs> With a passive perception of sixteen, did I see anything as I left? I I okay, also rolled sixteen. 16. Okay, now that you're looking around and have taken your eyes up from the investigation, and Seth, you notice this as you get back to the inn as well. Um, The edge of the forest, um, which is across the road from the inn, um, there's no source of fire or anything here, but um, it looks like some trees have been knocked down uh, as if a large being has moved through this area or like a car like like a bulldozer or something has just knocked them over there were splintered um tree trunks littered on the ground the trees were down but was the ground would the, it be that same earth elemental the um, where, where else would the ground be but down uh, <laughs> if, if you're if you're asking the if the ground has been upturned and disturbed um 
I that's a that's a good question. With a sixteen and from this distance, you wouldn't know, but you can go check it out in a second. Uh, first oh, off, I don't like first off, she just um, sorry. Neris just says, "I've got a bad feeling about this." Hey. With an earshot, with an earshot of Nibbles, <laughs> and Nibbles like looks at you and just goes, <laughs> "Just nonsense." Uh, Brucon, um, from talking to Giselle, she she also shared with you her experience before it all collapsed and um she was on the opposite side of the bar to where flint was so she got a better look of of what happened um she describes this giant being it it looked like a human almost but it was made entirely of like a brown kind of rock or, or stone but it was more malleable than that and it just burst through the building splinters went everywhere she tried to run out of the front door but she got cut off before she could get there by the falling uh, debris and, and, and so on um, there was also fire and it looked like the being was being followed by a humanoid in a red robe but it covered their features most interesting okay um, you gave me the chills presumably... it did I thought he was dead for sure oh, well um, very happy to have been able to um, stop that from happening at the very least if uh, not a lot else um, the figure in the red robe don't suppose you've got to look at their face no not before uh, not before the uh, stuff f- came down on me there was a I mean there was a flicker from the the fire that they sort of summoned it from their hand, but I, I didn't get a good look. No. Oh, I'm so glad you saved me. I'm so happy you did. And she like pulls you in for a big hug. Which, given that she's a human and you're a dwarf, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't need to. That we'll say no yeah, more than that. But anyway, then right? puts you down. Um, uh, uh, she goes, "You, you remind me of my husband. He's a dwarf as well." Um, no, you've. I think you may have met him at, uh, at the farm. Uh, kind of grizzled, like a big beard, big bushy beard. But he, he's he's a lovely lad. He is <laughs> the great big bushy beard. That's that's. Is that the guy from Hot Fuzz that we couldn't understand a word? Yes, that's the one. Yes. Yeah, the guy from Hot Fuzz. <laughs> the guy from Hot Fuzz. Um, yeah, that's the one. I think his name is Ar- Randall. Uh, thank um, you so much. Yeah. Um, I probably should leave. Actually, I should probably go go back there. He's probably worried sick. Yes, that seems quite likely. Uh, uh, thank you all again. Uh, and uh, oh, uh, I, I don't have much. But when you next come by the farm, I'm sure I can. Uh, I'm sure I, I can. I can uh, 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 give you guys uh, something that's more uh, uh, worthy. You know what? So my appreciation. Uh, and thanks to you, Mr. Uh, 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 Malar, was it? Oh, that's uh, Deacon Malar, Shade Creek. So, sorry, Deacon, Mr. Mr. Deacon, sir. Thank you, thank you oh, both. You're, that's quite a redness. So, um, coming up the stairs then, uh, uh, Callie um, has sort of beckons to, to you, fleeting. Um, so, uh, I guess uh, it's been nice seeing you. Uh, I'll let you guys uh, do what you got to do, but uh, uh, this red mage thing is a bit of a hmm, something that doesn't feel. There's something I recognize about it. Uh, 
let me just go back to my, uh, I'll go back to the agency and see what I can dig out. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll catch up with you guys another time. Oh. Uh, so, so the Brucon's conversation with uh, Flint and Giselle mm. um, was happening around about the same time as um, uh, Bloodhound Nibbles uh, yes. was going on. Exactly. Um, so when it, when that conversation kind of naturally comes to a conclusion, Brucon gets up and saunters over to the the rest of the party and, and inquires. You know, there's a brief um, catch up that um, we don't need to. Uh, role play, um, sure. and then uh, and then Brucon turns his eyes towards the trees and goes, mm, "Well, I think we know. I think we have a pretty good idea of what caused that." Hmm. Are we uh, are we proposing to follow? Uh, is there anyone still left alive in here? Are we still looking for anyone? All bodies. I think we've pulled out everyone alive. So we've pulled out everyone alive. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I pulled out. As far as we can tell, the, the only the only question was about the mer people, because I'm get, I'm pretty sure we didn't find any mer That's people bodies. Yeah. So Malar, in in your searching, um, yeah, it doesn't appear that the merfolk was there. That wasn't one of the bodies. So yeah, they're certainly so not there. If now. we found everyone, if we found everyone alive, survivors. Head back to Hill, Hill. Head back. Wait, is Hillburg or the upper place? Halfridge. Halfridge half is probably Halfridge is probably closer, but Giselle's definitely heading back to Hillburg because her farm's there. And the only other survivor is that dwarf, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say to him, head to Halfridge is the closest place. We're gonna follow the people that did this. Right. Uh, well, uh, thank you again, and uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, Putting a good word for you, but uh, eh, maybe this isn't the last you've seen of Mace Flint of House Flint. I could uh, show you the ropes and adventuring and stuff. I've come all the way from Provincia. It's a lot more uh, inhospitable than you down here near the, the south of Burekrin, that's for sure. Anyway, I'll best be off. Thanks again. I believe that. Uh, that was not an even fate. I believe we called it off. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, not right, you know. So I think it was that a draw. Sounds like that sounds like the talk of a loser. Come on, team, let's go. <laughs> you want to go right now, then? Come on, then, you I'm pansy. Paying, I'm not even paying attention to it. That's right. Not even a hint. He rages. Um, does a 19 hit? Yes. All right. Am I able to prepare a dodge or anything? <laughs> you. <laughs> this is from yeah. behind. Um, so um, you... uh, an uncanny dodge of hearing this thing raging behind me, running up to me. Uh, you can uncanny dodge, sure. You take seven points of bludgeoning damage. So reduce to three because you're uncanny dodging. Yep. I'm gonna turn around and pull my dagger on his throat and just go go back to half reach. How how far away am I? Uh, Nerys, <laughs> you're still outside. Um, you're. Oh, do I you're, not see you're that? Within air, you're within earshot, just about. Uh, I get earshot, but I, not 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 eyeline. 
Not in eyeline, no. Okay, fine. I've just got the dagger out right by his throat, and I'm going to be yeah. saying, go back to half reach. And he just, like, he, he looks really angry for a second, but then it, it drops and he starts laughing, because, see, that is why we called the fight to a stop before, because you don't fight with honour. I'm the victor and here. Because, I'll leave. And because you run away. Yeah, whatever you yeah, say. I'm, don't give me that face, TK. You, uh, you caught, you're saying I run away. At least I don't pull blades on unarmed men. I've got a sense of honour. Oh, what have God. you got? A blade. Stabby. Stabby, stabby, stabby. <laughs> Sorry, but I didn't hear that. You're I muted, said a blade. Bart. Bart, you're muted. So I am. <laughs> Stop it. It, really, it really wasn't anymore. <laughs> leave, leave like a little it's warning cut across his his beard, so he can't. So when the scar tissue goes over, he can't grow more beard over it. <gasps> well, uh, as you as you oh. saved my the life, ultimate insult. As you saved my life, I'll leave it at that. Oh Hard to read if you're friend or foe, mate. Is, is Brucon present for this exchange? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Brucon lays her hand on his shoulder. Uh, <clears throat> not not yours. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. On, on Flint's. Uh, and says, yeah, well done. You won. Congratulations. Uh, and then he kind of like moves down, grabs his hand, hold, holds it up in the air and goes, ding, ding, ding. You're Victor. Now, well done. Uh, now, shoot. Right, I'll. Uh, as I said, you saved my life, and I, I owe you for that. But uh, just seems strange. Wait. You pull blades on people you've just saved. You want to watch this one, and then he leaves. Brookon turns. Brookon turns to Seth. Dude, dude punches a guy oh. that pulls him out of the rubble. You know that that's gonna be a, the revenge plot. <laughs> Leave it, Gaz. He's not worth it. That's what. That's the. That's essentially Brucon. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, gents, as you um, after this scuffle and you uh, head out from from the rubble, and yes, you notice all of you, the broken trees. Uh, it seems to be forming a sort of path into the forest, but it isn't the it isn't the trail nearest that. Um, that Nibbles is following, he seems to be going in a slightly different trajectory to it. They're both heading into the forest, but slightly different from here. What I want to follow Nibbles. Nibbles. Sure. Still filled with the rage of wanting to murder that man, I'm going to yell to everyone, let's follow the rat now! Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> and you all... Uh... And I'm still holding my dagger and I'm fucking... I want to go! You all start heading, start heading... Cutting trees... <laughs> As you start heading in that direction, um, Leobrin, you just tug to one side. Um, Callie Shallows has been sort of waiting around outside. Um, hey, hey, uh, uh, friend, yes. uh, uh, you, uh, you look like you've, uh, more of a socialite type, you know, go to a lot of parties and stuff. Uh, not the kind of things I get invited to, but that's besides the point. Uh, is Fleeting pissed off with me for some reason? He's... Um... He's very hard to read. 
I I wouldn't take it personally. Um, you full on cold cold shouldered me. Like, come on, that's I'm putting myself out there, and I just feel like I'm getting nothing back. You know. I would recommend um, getting a hat. Um, <laughs> Learning a lot about the sea. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and maybe, and maybe, maybe get a little of that uh, reverse psychology going on. Like, act like you don't like him. Uh, he seems to like that. <laughs> oh, huh. That's uh, interesting. But a, a hat? Are you? Are you sure? I, I mean, he carried. He's. He definitely seems something about him and hats. I, I'm not entirely sure, uh, but. Definitely like the, the, the cold shoulder, uh, the, the, the reverse psychology on him, and he definitely seems that, that interest in that and hats. These are and, the skills, uh, these are the skills uh, via which Leobrim was able to um, do so well with the rank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make a persuasion and, check, uh, Leobrim, with, uh, uh, but with advantage, because I think there was the solid logic there. Yeah. I was about to add, and have you considered dog treats? But sure, we'll go with this. Yeah, yeah, you can add that in. That's fine. <laughs> uh, what am I? What's the check I'm rolling? Sorry, I persuasion. Persuasion. Oh, good. Uh, that is twenty-five. <laughs> God's sake! <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, and she kind of she she looks up at you with a with she smiles with a glimmer in her eye. Dog treats, huh? And a hat. That sounds interesting. Uh, leave it with me. Uh, I, uh, I'll get back to the agency and uh, talk about some of this red mage stuff. See what I can dig out, and uh, I'll keep in mind what you said, handsome. Thank you. And the re- and the reverse psychology. Don't forget that. Oh, the re- uh, what reverse psychology? No, you remember the reverse psychology, huh? Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. yes, indeed, yes. Leo, best wingman in the many lands. Yeah. <laughs> and she starts. Uh, with that, looking at yeah, a bit more um, swagger in her gait, she starts leaving, heading towards half rage while the rest of you um, meet up with Neris and s- start following Nibbles as he enters into half Light Forest. And that's where... Think... Sorry, Neris, go ahead. No, I haven't said anything. Okay. okay. It was just me. It was, uh, I was trying to defend Leo Brin's charms um, oh. on, the, on the judgment of his high roles versus ways he's speaking. He's, he's got like a, you know... A naive charm to him. It works. He pools. Leo pools. He's that very note, honest. <laughs> um, so as you all start heading into Half-Life Forest, we're going to end today's session there. Uh, so, Power uh, roleplay. So uh, things are afoot. Uh, I've made so many enemies today. <laughs> yeah, you you really could have avoided that. You 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 basically you forced that into happening a bit there. <laughs> but hey, it's Seth. Seth. It's hey, it's Seth. Sense. He he forced it as well. It's more. <laughs> okay. Anyway, guys, thank you all for for watching today, uh, and uh, join us next week to find out what the guys can uncover in Half Light Forest. The mystery continues. Until then, everyone, stay safe and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Slice and Dice podcast. You can join in the action with us live on Twitch, Mondays from 6pm UK time. It's twitch.tv slash sliceandd6. And don't forget to follow us on socials at sliceandd6. Until next time, stay safe.